Go. party people it is rare that i fanboy out it is rare that i get to talk to someone that man through one two three four five six cars i bumped his albums 106 la vegas new york miami it does not matter the crucial part and i've i've, I've had the privilege to work with and talk with really amazing djs here's the thing they like the digital. They like the ones and the zeros. And here's a man who still puts it on wax. And I don't mean that hyperbolistically. I don't mean that as a crazy person of who I am. I just mean that as a guy who was born in the late 60s, early 70s, and he hits every tone. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not be more honored I don't even know how to introduce you. Is it Mr. Z Trip? Is it Z Trip? Is it DJ Z Trip? You tell it's a, me. It's it's Senator Z Trip is how Senator I. Senator Z Trip. <laughs> yes. President no, Z Trip. Yeah, I'm President Z Trip. Listing it. President Inter Z Trip. Intergalactic. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just just Z Z Trip. Whatever. DJ Z Trip. However. You I mean, you know, the guy who runs Space Force. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the new job that I took on uh, through the pandemic. I just was like, I'm doing, I'm changing it up. <laughs> I'm going to do Space Force real quick. Yeah. If you guys don't mind, I want to give you some harmonies to just run into the Space Force, if you don't mind. Z, before we get at everything, hit play on your device, whatever it is, keep it on mute. And then, now you play, let's do this. Before we get into my craziness, where can people find you? Where are the... Uh, Where's the best place on the socials where everyone can find you? Uh, that's good. Good question. Um, DJZtrip.com is sort of the hub for everything. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's at Z-T-R-I-P, at Z-Trip. Um, same thing on Twitter. I'm pretty active there, at Z-Trip. Um, but yeah, man, you can kind of find me, you know, in all the, all the, all the you Google DJZ. I, I don't, there aren't many of us. There's kind of me. So <laughs> no, there's not many of you and there's not many of you that put it on wax. And I was talking to your manager, Yulia, and I was like, and, and we're, she said, it was funny. It was the most interesting conversation I've had for booking a guest. Cause she was like, what's your story of your podcast? And then why? And it's not about being a fan. She's like, but why? And I was like, Ooh, I got a why, but 
it was so interesting because I like I was talking with DJs and they're like, oh, I got the downbeat on this. And they're like, oh, we lost Jay. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, you lost me a long time ago. You guys <laughs> lost me on the ones and twos of digital worlds. Like, I don't get it. And there's like, well, but man, you're promoting this. What do you think? I'm like, I put it on wax. And then Mark Stout said to me, he goes, oh, you know Z-Trip. I'm like, I don't know Z-Trip. I've met him once. I'm going to interview him one day. And this was two weeks ago. So thank you, Mark Stout, for putting that on the universe. But it was oh, just awesome, man. It was hilarious. And he, he's like, oh, so you don't do the digital. I'm like, man, I barely do iTunes. Like, I barely make it out of the world. There's something that you do. And so here's the question. Not a softball question. It's this. Mom and dad and music. What, when you were growing up, what did you hear? Because, and I, by the way, I have the worst long-winded questions of all time. And I get so many hateful emails. They're like, can you just ask a question? I'm like, nah, I don't know how to do it. My daughter has grown up going in the bath or going in the shower, listening to Muddy Waters, listening to Huey Lewis in the News, Great Caesar, and Z-Trip. Those are the only things she knows when water gets on her that she's going to listen to. And so I ask you, your parents, that music, what inspired, what drove you? That's a good question. Um, it's really, I, I grew up in a, in a household that had a lot of different styles of music bouncing around. So, you know, you had, um, my mom was into sort of folk music and, you know, uh, Carol King and Joan Baez and, and the Beatles and stuff like that. My dad was, he grew up, you know, an Italian family. So there was a lot of Frank Sinatra and things of that nature. Well, but I'm the youngest of, uh, of three. I have a sister who was in the middle, um, Robin and my older brother, Matt. And Matt is really sort of the catalyst for me to really dig deep into music because he was uh, my older brother. Obviously, he's the guy who was has all the music, right? He's got all the records. He's got, uh, you know, he turned me on to all the heavy stuff, Kiss, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, uh, Deep Purple, but also, you know, things like B-52s or, or uh, Parliament, Funkadelic. Um, I was also, as a kid growing up, uh, absorbing stuff that was on the radio. So all the disco kind of funk stuff that was happening, Ohio players and, um, you know, the Bee Gees and things like that. So there's all this music that's just around me and all these different tempos and styles. And so to me, I was just absorbing it all. And then once I got exposed to hip hop, I saw, cause I, I, so my brother also played guitar. I played drums originally as a kid. So very musical family, but beats to me always spoke to me drums always spoke to me so anytime i would listen to something like led zeppelin when the levee breaks and i would hear john bonham play these drums it was like that's the moment where the drums are by themselves or moby dick another song zeppelin it's like this is me in my element listening to neil pert from you know rush do tom sawyer these are all big drum breaks and big heavy beats that i would always listen to because it was just uh it called to me so when hip-hop came around and i started hearing that what they're doing is they're taking all the drum breaks, all my favorite parts of these songs and favorite parts of any song, and they're looping them, playing them over and over. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard because 
this is exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear drums. And then when people start rapping over it, rapping to me was just really interesting syncopation that was happening. And then there was messages going on and scratching. I was like, this is a whole this futuristic stuff. So it was like taking all these songs that I grew up listening to and putting them in a blender in the best possible way. And um, that's kind of how I fell into um, just, you know, experimenting and, and, and digging deep into music. Is there, is there a thing where you're hanging out where you hear a, a, a rhythm or a beat and then you're like, oh, wait. I mean, how much time? Because there's obviously Stanford's not turning out DJs, right? Stanford's not, Yale's not like, hey, the Z trip, here it is. Like, they're not turning it out. So I'm wondering for the kids out there, is there a, a thing you catch? Is there a rhythm you catch? Is it how much time do you spend listening to music versus how much time do you spend deconstructing music to make it a thing? Well, it's they're happening simultaneously um, at this point. Uh, it used to be when you know back when you could only the only way you could find these things was on vinyl, right? So you yeah. have to like if you were looking for a Run DMC record or a Nucleus record or whatever the hell record you're looking for, you had to go and physically find the record, you know? And if you heard it somewhere, heard it on the radio or heard it in a mix show or on a mixtape, you would have to write down the information you're hearing, not knowing who it was. There was no Shazam. There was no like, you had to like, oh, yeah. okay, this guy, I, this guy with a deep voice says this line that's really amazing. I'll take seven MCs, put them in a line, and take seven more MCs who think they can rhyme. It'll take seven more before I go for mine. That's 21 MCs ate up at the same time. God. I wrote all that shit down. Yeah, I, was like, you, I was like, who is this? Who, well, I mean, cause you hear it on a mixtape. And so you're like, I got to rewind, rewind it. And then when I go to a record store, I'm like, do you know the guy that says this seven MCs? <laughs> most people are like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. But then there's the one hip kid who'd be like, Oh, that's Rakim. You want Eric being Rakim? He'd be like, oh yeah, that's what I want. And then they'd be like, Have you heard EPMD? I'd be like, No, I haven't heard that. What is that? And then, so it's like all these things started sort of opening up by me doing the research of like taking notes and and then depending on what record label you would find, like you know, if LL Cool J or, or Public Enemy was on Def Jam, I knew that Def Jam as a record label is a record label that puts out the stuff I like. So I'm gonna every time I see a Def Jam release, I'm just gonna buy it on site because. It's, gonna, it's bound to have what I'm looking for. So there was this whole sure. sort of thing of digging and searching, but that, I mean, early on, that was the only way you could really get this music was to search it out and find it. Now, um, you know, it's interesting because I still have all my records, a lot, a lot of records from years and years and years of, of digging. And, um, and so in the process of doing that, eventually things became digitized. So where now, you know, you listen to something uh, you know, on a Spotify or on a playlist or, or you're passing by somewhere and you Shazam something, you're like, oh, I start hearing something I'm like, okay, let me just remember that. And when I get back home, I'll start digging online to find their stuff and or buy it on wax or whatever. But ultimately, I'm still processing music, whether it be on vinyl or digital, it's just any music that comes across my ears. If I hear something that's like, I need to do something with that, or that lends itself to something else, I'm hearing it in real time. And then once I get home and I get to go into like the, the studio in the woodshed, that's when I really dissect stuff and really like take hours at a time and like taking instrumentals of things or acapellas of things or the baseline of that or the drums of that. And, and it's, it's owed to sampling and production 
uh, via hip hop where you're just taking pieces of things and collaging them together to make new works. And that I was always blown away by hip hop being this prism where it could take from just about anything, but what it spit out was a specific thing. And it was always hard to do the reverse. It's not yeah. like, it's not like um, some rock band or some classical band or, 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 or a country band at the time could take any of this music and spit out a hip hop thing. It, it only kind of worked in one way. And it was like, so we were grabbing as, as hip hop music, we were grabbing from everything, putting it through the prism of hip hop and spitting it out and making these really great stuff. And that was a, a very interesting thing to me because some people would only sample funk records. I was like, no, rock records are on the table. World music is on the table. Kids' records is on the table. Spoken words on the table. Um, anything. Oh, so, Breakfast Club? Are you kidding me? My yeah, kid. Man, that, but Breakfast that, Club, that, my kid lives by. Like, if I'm driving her to school, brother, Breakfast Club, and it's not being played, she's going to have a problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, you she's know what? I don't, I, don't, a, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but, um, yeah. but Cyrus is talking right now. <laughs> So, uh, and um, he's talking about bringing everybody together. He could, one army could take over this whole city, one gang. Dude, so here's, here's, here's so I have two questions for you. One, more importantly, in all of this, is it mom or dad? Is it mom or dad for what? For music, your, your oh, passion, uh, your insight, your drive, yeah, your, yeah, I, I would your say, dig, I would say, I, your thing. I would say, I would say, mom 90 percent. she was okay. really music and my brother um my mom and my brother those are probably my two biggest influences at home yeah wow. they turned me on to the most stuff but again like i also um i also when my brother would go away and leave for you know to do whatever i was the one who would sneak into his room and dig through his record collection which i wasn't supposed to do because Obviously, their records, you know, scratch them up or fuck them up or whatever. So I was over there, you know, digging through his records and like looking at them and just picking it all apart, playing these things. And just hopefully I'd when he'd come home, I made sure I put them back exactly how they were, the... and, uh, you know, and that never really worked. But like ultimately it was it was probably my brother uh, was was the bigger influence. So then one, I mean, going back to the whole thing of Yale and Harvard and everyone else, Stanford not putting out DJs. Is it your brain, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, is it your brain that's broken in the yes. way that you can yes. hear 900 different things and go, I'm going to put these four things together and I'm going to celebrate 80s, 90s hip hop, grunge, and also an acapella from the 60s. But if you are not in tune with music, you're not going to know what's happening, which is why I love your music. Is it, is it the, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get into the question of the absorption of music, right? I mean, I love remixes and I love you and I'm a fanboy of you because very simply, I get introduced to new music because of you. That's awesome. That, well, that's the epitome of what a DJ should be doing in, it, in its rawest form, right? Sure. Um, is you should be exposing people to new things. You know, really quickly, before we get too deep into it, I just forgot there's, there's one website that I, you should all go to, and that's sure. my Bandcamp. I think, um, because I, the reason I say that, um, and you can access it through my website, but my Bandcamp, ztrip, ztrip.bandcamp.com, 
has all my mixes up there for free and you can download them all. So if you're, if you're like, who's this guy? All of them? Well, not all, most of them, most of them. Ah, I'm still in, I'm still in, I'm in banking. But, 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 um, the thing that I've done is late, like through the pandemic, I did a lot of streaming on Twitch where I would do these three hour sets and I would record them and then put them on Bandcamp a couple of weeks later so people could download them just so they had something to take their mind off the chaos that was going on. So I just, before I forget, I was like, I want to, you know, if anyone's made it this far into the interview, by all means, go to Bandcamp, oh. download my stuff. Um, you know, you can get it all there for free or a donation if you're feeling frisky. Uh, no, but, no, get the donation part because however, however, our, but our it, average listen, Z, our average, our average listen go, goes 95 minutes and then that's 100% of 95 minutes and then it drops uh, 20% listeners and then they all hang out for the other 75%. Yeah, man. So, so plug that, but also I want to ask you this in well, the well, band just, camp just, thing. And just, just to finish, just to finish though, the, the, the thing is, yes. My, my brain is broken in the sense that when I heard hip hop happening for the first time, it was people like Bambada and um, Cool Herc and Jazzy J and Grandmaster Flash who were sampling all these different styles of music, things like Kraftwerk, which is a German electronic group that was like, was never really a hip hop anything, but they took it and now they made it hip hop. If you hear a, a certain Kraftwerk song, it might remind you of, uh, of, of, a, of a hip hop anthem because they sampled it. So I was hearing, that any any ingredient was on the table so you could use anything so that's really where my brain comes from as far as um putting things together is that all music is accessible it's all music and if you go if you do it the right way and you present it in the right way um it, it should be meant to um uh, uh enlighten you excite you uh make you curious make you like what is this where where can i find this where is this and get you excited enough to like oh i want to play that again it should also make you feel a certain way you know i music has moved me to cry to laugh it's been there through all my you know hard times and great times so to me it's such a, a, a there's to only say like oh i only listen to country or i only listen to rock it's like i think that's how we start but eventually if you can open your mind you can there's so much great stuff out there if you're open to it so for me i found that out early on it's like you know what through these hip-hop guys they turned me on to, to all styles of music and being open to all styles jazz funk reggae whatever so that to me is how i i when i go into a record store i hit each section i'm there for fucking four hours you know going through every category because it all matters to me and i have an a, 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 i'm somewhat proficient in each because i've been collecting that stuff for years so that's really the thing for me is is trying everything and how these lego i just wanted because that's kind of how it, it works is just from having a huge collection now for you right i mean i'm, all, I'm always blown away right uh, it's there's so many things pulling at you so you've created this thing on wax, but then let's be honest, every digital person alive wants to get in. I remember years ago, Power 106. You had you had you had the moment, you had like an hour, two hours of power 106, where you were grabbing wax and you're like, no, 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 like we're not doing digital, like this is how we do it, boom, boom, boom. How does a man of your influence? wait what's given to you if that makes sense 
how do I, I'm sorry, say again, how do I what? How, how do you do weight it? How do you decide you're like, I mean, is, is, it, is, is it intrinsic pull that goes, oh, this is the song I'm going to run with? Or is it like, oh, this is the beat I've been working with. I finally found the, the companion. Yeah, it's, it's two parts. It's two parts. Um, one part is um, if I find something, sometimes I'll sit on one component for years, four or five years, because yeah. it's such a valuable, it's such a valuable piece of real estate to me that if you don't find the right combination, it won't unlock its potential. And if you do a disservice to that, like Zeppelin to me is a big thing. Like I love Led Zeppelin and I'm very apprehensive about doing things with Zeppelin songs because I only want to, to do a, a, a service to them. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from what they've got. I want to add to it as far as, Hey, here's a different take on it, or here's a, a um, another way to appreciate it. But by keeping somewhat of the, of the guts of what I like about it in the first place. And so there's a fine line in this because it's very much about knowing what magic to do at the right time. If you're a wizard, you're not just going to go up there and do a whole bunch of magic. It's like the right, spell the right you know conjuring up the right mix at the right time matters and also depends on the crowd that you're you know performing in front of because you know if someone's open to it it's that's how you want you want to present it in a way that they're able to receive it and embrace it and some people are closed-minded some audiences don't want to hear a certain thing and you may have a great thing but if they don't want to receive it you could try your hardest to present it to them and if they're just not in a way to an open a way to open up to that, then it's a waste of energy. So it's really meticulous about what you play, when you play it, how you play it, why you play it. Um, and uh, and by the way, they shot Cyrus, and right now Rembrandt is writing a W on a graveyard thing as they're trying to, to get. No, it. I was going to ask you. So, so I just want to let you know in case you were in case you guys were wondering where we're at in the movie. No, in case you're wondering, but yeah. but to the point of the movie, right? Like that's that's the thing. It's like this movie you picked there is and, and i love it and I, I and i'm gonna make an analogy and you can tell me jason you're crazy and i've been called crazy a lot but analogously like it's very interesting this, the movie you picked and the fight that they do and the and the movement that they do and, and what they're doing it seems like the constant fight you have of for lack of a better term of putting it on wax right it's like but couldn't you do it this way? But you can do it, oh, hold on, it's easier over here. Oh, there's less of a fight over here. Oh, there's this over here. Oh, Z, can you do? And I mean, I'm from the Power 106 days. So I am from, you know, and obviously not from your roots, but I am, I am from as, as, as young as I've known to be a fan of yours. And so I always wonder and I always grab and go, man, you look at the fight of the warriors and you look at the fight of you and I'll ask the question, the fight of wax, the beauty of wax, the, the, the textural moments of wax. When are we going to appreciate what you've done? Well, it's is it tomorrow or is it 10, 20, 30 years from now? And then you're like, you're like, 
No, bitches, I've done that a hundred times. It's well, to be fair, it's probably both. And okay, um, and there's a level of at some point, I also stopped caring about whether, when, or where, or who received it or not. There was a moment where I was really like, no, I want everyone to know this. I want everyone yeah. to, 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 uh, to understand the, like these, you know, cause I mean, here's the thing. We did all this on record before we did it digitally. And, and that was harder because you had to find the records to do this with, but you also, you know, certain things had to be in key. Uh, they had to mix well, they had to blend well. And it, you know, you would find an instrumental of a song and you'd try these acapellas and you would spend sometimes, you know, five hours, sometimes six days trying to find the right thing to put over top of it. And once you did, you're like, there it is. And that's what you would perform with. But like, people would just think, oh yeah, he just whipped that together. It's like, no, there's so much back work that went onto it. However, um, the thing that was always a struggle with is as digital became more prevalent, right, like right now, I still use vinyl as a, a, a terms to manipulate but it's all digital. It's all coming through the computer because they've figured out a way to actually put the music onto the turntable, onto wax, where you can manipulate it like you would any other record. So therefore you don't have to bring crates of records to the show. You can just run them off of your, what we call Serato, which is the, the program you, you run it off of. But, um, and it's made it a little bit better because we were chewing up all these old records and the records would get dogged out and like, It'd be hard. You'd have to find another copy of that record, and maybe it's super rare. So you'd find one in Japan, and then you'd find the other in like you know <laughs> Wyoming, and it's like you know trying to just the, the whole math of it all was crazy. But now that we have the ability to to do it all digitally, and we can make these things sound better, is incredible. But that being said, um, there was a moment there where I was really like apprehensive about um, people. I'm uh, wanting them to see my 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 magic, wanting them to see my work. Because you ask anybody, you go into, you know, anywhere USA and be like, hey, what do you know about DJs? People will be like, oh, they stand with their hands in the air and go, hey, jump, make some noise, whatever. Like in their mind, everybody is, is Steve Aoki, you know what I mean? Or everybody's Tiesto. Everyone's like, they don't understand the nuance of me or DJ Craze or Mixmaster Mike or, or any of these guys who are doing, you know, manipulating these records in such a way that, um, that there's years and, 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 so much energy and, and time and, and work that goes into doing what we do to make it look like we're doing like it's effortless. But um, there's that combined with the people who are like, oh yeah, just there's, there's, cause there are people who will just go up there, pre-program their whole set, hit a button, stand around and just cheerlead through their whole set to the crowd. And the crowd, most crowds are none the wiser between the person who's physically doing the mixing in front of you versus somebody who is just, playing something that they did in the studio. And, and I don't fault the listener. Um, I, I don't really fault anybody. I mean, shit, if you can, if I could do all the work in the studio and hit play and make the kind of money some of these guys are making, I'd probably do it too. And if, and people were paying me money, like who, who am I to say that what they're doing is wrong? Now, that being said, I don't necessarily appreciate it as much as I appreciate someone who's doing the work. So sure. that's, that's how I feel about it. However, so my, the reason I'm saying all this is because I want to get to a point. Um, and the pandemic really is, is, is a pivotal point for me in this. And, I, and it's a little long-winded. And I hope you guys can, um, can, can ride with me through this. Because right now, the Warriors are running from the Turnbull ACs. And brother, brother, we're riding. We're riding. They're, we're they riding. got a lot of running to do. And so while they're running, I'll, I'll tell you this quick. We're riding, brother. We're riding. Come on, so, talk to us. So check this out. So um, the pandemic hits. 
you know, all DJs, all music basically stops, right? So I'm sitting at home for like two or three months, just all my gigs are canceled. I'm kind of like, what, what, what to do? I've never had this much time on my hands and I'm a little sort of like stressed. And, and, um, and I get a call from Pasquale, who is uh, the, the main dude over at Insomniac. And if you're not yeah. familiar with who Insomniac is, they're the people who throw uh, Electric Daisy Carnival and um, Nocturnal Wonderland, Beyond Wonderland, all the, all the big festival, EDM festivals that you've heard about. These guys have been doing it for years. And he's an old friend of mine. And he hits me up. He says, hey, man, um, I want you to come and do a, we're doing a rave and we want you to do And I was like, okay. And I just started seeing others taking Twitch because Twitch was a platform where a chat while you're playing and a community of people watching you. It's like a virtual. So I started saying, okay, I'm going to start looking into this. But he calls me. He's like, um... Uh, and let you know when it is and in my mind it was like uh, you know, he calls me back it's like friday and i was like oh shit i gotta put a set together for this thing and i'm like office we've converted our office waiting like our, our lobby a production studio and what we're doing is we're having one door day will come in dj door someone will disinfect the gear and then somebody will come in and they have a little rebuilding cycle where they just have one set of, tar of, of, of decks for DJs to, to DJ on. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'm down to do it. So I said, but my, here's my only caveat. Because of what I do, I need to DJ on turntables because I need to do it on, on, on wax. And most yeah. people use CDJs, which is digital. Like it's, it's the digital way to do it. At, at the best to do it because we couldn't have a changeover time because they had no hands there to help them with the change. So as we were trying to figure it out, they were like, look, we are going to have to have you open. You're going to have to open. And so there's this old mentality of mine where I was sort of like, ah, oh, man, I, you know, you don't want to be the opener, right? Like I've worked my whole career, 30 years. So like, I don't want to be the opener of the virtual sure. rave in order for me to do what I need to do. I'll do it. So two days before that, they're like, Hey, uh, looks like we got everything squared away. We also want to know, I want, want to make sure you got the memo that, it's an old school set. And like, I'm now I'm like, oh, Jesus, man. So now I'm the old guy doing an old school set opening <laughs> for the rave. I was like, how the fuck did I get roped into this? I'm like, this sucks. And so I was stressed, right? I was. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, 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 <laughs> right. pause. Who's calling me the old guy? I'm putting the old guy's set on this. I'm, I'm, I'm calling me the old come guy. Come on. I'm calling me. Um, no, but listen, but here, there's a, there's a reason I say this. So I was, I was, my, my mentality was, was old mentality where I was like, no, I've got to be the headliner. I've got to be, you know, I'm trying to play current yeah. music. I'm not just the throwback guy. Like, so whatever. So I ended up putting a set together and, you know, I had, I had new music that I just was dropping that next day. I have a song called Space Funk. I did with this guy, LS Dream, that we were just about to put out brand new music. So like playing old stuff and being the first guy I was stressing, but um, basically I did the set and I was like, look, my, here's my approach, old school with a new school flavor. And so I was gonna do that. That's sort of my approach. So I did a set and really sort of took everybody, started the thing off, took everybody on a journey, went through all the different styles, drum and bass, rock, some house music, some scratching, some hip hop, all the way over, just did a set, 45 minute set, finished with my brand new song and got off and, and went out to the car. And when I went out to the car, 
my inbox had 600 new people hitting me up going, Stop. holy shit. They were like, what was that? We've never seen anything like that. And then we started looking and it's like some of the quotes were, oh, and this is one of my favorites. Oh, he's DJing, DJing, which was yeah. like the <laughs> best because like I'm up there and, and, and there's a reason I'm saying all this. Um, one of the other quotes was like, oh, I feel bad forever has to go on after him. And yeah. the other thing is we had like 200,000 people watching because you got to think of a rave. When you think of a rave, you walk into the rave, there's 10 stages. Every person goes to the stage they want to. So people miss stuff. This was one, one camera angle, one shot that everybody was watching. So it forced everybody to see what I was doing. So getting back to me trying to fight for people to see the physical hands-on this is i'm doing the work in front of you this is magic happening at the moment that i've always been trying to do all of a sudden because it's a pandemic everyone's sitting there they're forced to watch there's no pyrotechnics there's no uh uh you know lights there's no distractions they're watching me dj and so i got off that thing and it floored all these people i got all these new people i stayed up till 10 in the morning responding to everybody being like thank you come check me out on my new thing whatever so fast forward a month later, Pasquale asks me to come back and do the EDC stream. And so that time I went in and it was sort of the same deal. I went in with this mentality of like, I'm going to show everybody what it is that we do. And um, it gets really deep. There's, there's levels to it, but they're both um, on my YouTube channel. If you go, the, the first set I did was, was uh, Nocturnal Wonderland. And then the second set, which was the heavy set I did for EDC. And that set, here, here's the last thing I'll say about it. Um, it was a weekend set and I was playing Sunday. So I was watching all the other DJs play. And as they were going, transitioning between DJs, Pasquale was interviewing each person going, hey, so what are your, what are your thoughts about the pandemic? And um, what do you, any encouraging words you have to say? And I recorded one DJ saying, you know, we're all in this together. And if you think you're alone, you're not. And so what I did is I started my set with a segue, cutting up the segue of Pasquale talking to this kid and basically broke down this whole thing about the set and went through all these levels and ended with a really heartfelt thing about, you know, cause everyone was just in a really vulnerable place at that time. And we were all sort of sure. like sketchy. And so it was, you know, it brought a lot of people to tears and it was a very heavy moment for me, but because I did this once and understood you don't have to be the headliner. It's fact, in fact, everything's, you know, everything that's, that's left is now right. Everything that's, that's up is down this whole, you know, us, being in a pandemic, it's actually better to go on first. It's better to, to have people see what you're doing. It's better, all these things happen. So I gained all these new fans and gained a huge following based off of my art. And that's exactly what I was struggling with, was trying to, in, in the days of 2019, trying to expose people to the nuance of what we were doing. And basically for a year, everybody got to see my nuance and got to really appreciate it. And so now coming out of the pandemic, I had people, I did my first show in Tampa uh, two or three weeks ago. I had people fly in from Boston. People flew in from South Carolina yeah. who had been watching me, who'd been watching me. And they were like, we want to be at your first show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you inspired us. And so it's been this breath of fresh air, but all because of the nuance of, of, of me being able to show people what I do. I think people have finally have a, you know, I have another new sort of breath of fresh air and new appreciation sure. for what did I do? So you know, sorry for the long-winded, but like- No, I had to, no, had to, had you don't. You Listen, first of all, everyone listening is so excited that you talked more than me. So, but here's the other thing. Great, <laughs> great. And I mean this, and I mean this uh, the 100% is this. 
you've navigated these waters, you, you've opened up these, these tributaries, if you will, right, of, 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 of people. And it begs the question, and it really does ask, is like, how does the Z-Trip fan then really run? And what I mean by really run is this, is like the Z-Trip fan, like you've, you just laid out a lot of things you've done for people. You've laid out a lot of things that were you've given back to music and to people and to people in need. So then how does your community uh, give back to you or empower what you've done? Well, I think, you know, there's a sense of validation from, you know, doing it. You know, I was doing a stream, you know, the first Thursday of every month for the last year. And even before that, I was doing once a week. I was just, I was like, I pent up and I need to get this stuff out. But, you know, sure. what was happening is I was at a loss because I was like 30 years of touring to just stopping was a real <laughs> mind fuck because it was like, it's like stopping the train. And when you think everything's cool, all of a sudden you hear like, bam, bam. And it's like the cars from, you know, the last cars are, are finally like stopping. So it's like sure. you're feeling that the reverberation of that. And I felt like that had been happening for months where I was like, I, oh, I'm okay. And then the next day I'd be like, I'm devastated. I don't know what I'm doing with myself. Like what, you know, uh, just stress. And like all the, all the chaos that came along with it, coupled with all the other stuff that was going outside with, with you know, all the black people who were getting shot by cops and, and, and Trump and just the chaos of all that was like heavy because, you know, you're, so, so there's no distractions. There was no distractions. So for me, it was it was being being able to have find an outlet for me to get this off my chest was important. Sure. But having a crowd of people who are there to receive this, who who I needed an audience. Like playing music for myself is great, but being able to share this stress with other people and 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 being able to diffuse the stress with a group of people was the most therapy for me because you know I would I would finish and I'd be sweating. I'd just be like, wow, that was like I just played for three hours and. Um, you know, and then I would, after I'd get off of, of playing that, I would go to my Instagram or whatever. And there'd be people sending me messages of like, thank God you're doing this. I've been dealing with the stress. I haven't seen anybody, you know, I've been home alone for six months. Your Damn. streams are the only thing that are getting me, you know. So then, so then begs the question. But it begs the question, how do you, for everyone else out there, and they could be a person who's a neighbor who's given and they've got the accoutrements, they've gotten the things like, oh my God, thank you so much. I remember a story, right? Uh, a young lady posted and I was in a group and she's like, my mom doesn't have water. Texas mm -hmm. when it was frozen, I don't have water. And I was like, hold on, dude, send a text message. My boy's like, no, got it taken care of. She's in my neighborhood. She's not gonna go without water, in fact, I'm going to buy her a fridge. I'm going to oh, buy awesome. they, uh, uh, the experience for him, right? They just, they, they, they dialed it out. They, they just, I texted a friend who was the CEO of the experience where he did. And I'm not, and, and what, I, what I bring up is because it's weight and it's delivery. And I, and I wonder, and I, I think it's good for all the entrepreneurs listening. I think it's all good for everyone listening. It's like, you get thrown from music, 
to help to to beat to the club needs this you you get thrown a multitude of things and i and i really want people to understand where the dj lives because it's not noted very well the dj doesn't live in music because guess what i have access to the dj i get to run up and be like hey what's this song or hey play this song so the dj doesn't live in a, in a little bubble that goes i'm spinning fresh hits the dj lives in a world that has great music where you're at the pressure to, to create great music and, and bring 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s together like you you live in that pressure and then keep the then to keep the hype keep the hype you live in that pressure and now we live in a pressure based on the world we live in of like hey by the way can you help out Tammy and i wonder <laughs> or it could be Johnny it doesn't matter but i wonder how do you balance that because of your prolific nature i mean and i and maybe i'm prolificating your nature at a higher level i don't i mean i'm a djp and djz trip that album literally solidified do you understand i like muddy waters because of the way you spun music That's i awesome. understand muddy waters and let's go real deep zeppelin because of you because of that's be, be, by the way that's because of you muddy waters and zeppelin is not just a mainstay in our home it's how my kid does her bats but <laughs> that's, that's awesome. on you that's but, awesome. so i asked the question of white how do you deal with weight cuz you i i tell you this you're like that's awesome thank you very much but i can't imagine your dms i can't imagine anything else coming at you and then the real world of what everything else happens and then you spin a track and they're like oh i just want to let you know they said horses weren't nice in those lyrics and you're like jesus christ let I me mean, like the balance of weight well, i can't it's, imagine it's 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 tricky because you know, I value anybody who's spending time digging into my work or my world. I value because it matters to me because I, I, I always try and connect with anybody I can because I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have a career doing this. And I also understand the power of music and how it's changed me. So to be a, a conduit for other people, I understand the, the, the levity of that and the weight of that and, and how important that is. And I don't take it lightly. Um, whether it's somebody just giving me a high five and be like, Hey man, I, you changed the way I listen to music or, you know, people who have hit me up and said, you know, I had somebody tell me in the pandemic that they, you know, that they were, they had a gun in their mouth. You know what I mean? Jesus. And, and then, and that like this, that I changed them and I, you know, and I don't say that to, to get all heavy, but like the reality is. If I just get up and I'm doing my music and I have, unbeknownst to me, I have this reach that has helped somebody off the ledge in some capacity by the music I spun. Fuck man. Like <sighs> I, I gotta, that matters to me. And, and the thing is too, like, 
just being kind and listening. You know what I mean? Like being able to just have a conversation with somebody. I know a lot of artists who, you know, it's just maybe how they are, who they are, but they, you know, they take their fans and they appreciate them, but like they don't make themselves as accessible. And I've had a lot of people, you know, give me a lot of slack for, you know, for, for, for being so accessible. But to be honest, like, it sounds very cliche, but I, there, I'm, there, I'm nothing without the people who empower me to do what I do, to be honest. Like it wouldn't- I mean, legit, that's the DJ role, right? Well, I, I, would, I would hope so. I, but the thing is, I'm, yeah. not in, I, I'm into it for a whole different set of reasons than maybe other people. So what matters to me, um, it doesn't maybe matter to the other people and what, what motivates me and what fires me up and what keeps me going. And, you know, because look, as much as there was, there's heavy- conversations I've had on DMs with, with people who have been, you know, telling me there's some of their issues and how I was able to help them. There's also therapy in, in being able to have these communications with these people to know that, well, I'm not just up there doing playing, you know, fucking bullshit. I'm not just up there playing hit songs for people to dance to. I'm actually changing, changing the course of, of, of certain people's lives. And, and to me, that translates into everything. That's, that's my motivator. So you're asking sort of like what motivates me, how people can give back. I think by just being present and or waving the banner, it's, it's really a, a, it's a, it's an infinite cycle. You know, it, sure. it feeds itself. It's a, it's a, you know, you come check me out. I, I help you with whatever in turn you're helping me by being there. So it's like, it's just this, this cycle that goes around and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I mean, you know, there's also the, you know, the, obviously the financials of like, you know, being out of work for a year, pretty fucking crazy you know what i mean like when you don't have any income coming in for a year and you're like hey uh, anybody wants to donate you know i had people who were sending me coffee which was amazing i had people who were sending me um you know liquor which is incredible i had somebody send me um uh oysters and, and you know it's like it's just crazy like people are like hey i work for this and maybe this will help you and it was this very earnest real interaction between um between people who were both struggling and and if I found a way I could help you, I would help you. And it wasn't so much about money, but you know, there were the people who were like, you know, thank God every so often somebody would just be like, here, here's five thousand dollars. I'd be like, whoa, but guess what? That pays for my mortgage. I don't have to stress that now. I can focus on doing what yeah. I do, which is being of service musically. So those moments were um, you know, there's some people who really came to my aid uh financially through this thing because you know, not making any money for a year, year and a half is kind of crazy. I and mean, I'm just now starting to get back out on the road with these tours and these things. And it's great because there's a little bit of a relief of like, well, finally, you know, I can get back to at least not worrying about, you know, my mental health and how am I going to, you know, keep the, sure. keep the, the boat afloat, you know? So, um, so it's, but the thing is too, it wasn't really about making it be about that. It's like the universe, I'm a big, I believe that the universe provides. I'm a big believer in that. I'm, I'm also a big believer in, in karma. And I give good music and good energy. And I try and present my best foot forward to anybody who's willing to listen. And um, and whatever comes back, you know, I've had people look after me and take care of me. And I've been able to do this 30 years as a, as a career. I've had my ups and downs. But the fact that I'm still doing it, I mean, I'm going out on the road mm. in August with Cypress Hill and Atmosphere for a, a, a 18 day tour on a bus you know and that's like right out of the gate 
I wasn't, I didn't plan on that. I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, do you want to do this? Yes. Both, you know, brother. Both camps, yes. both camps, both, both camps are friends of mine. So I was like, of course, but like, that's the universe going, Hey man, you've been out of work here. Here's a, a month long bus tour. Like, Oh, awesome. And I get to reconnect with people and see all these people who I met, you know, online, I get to see them, you know, so there's, you know, it's great. I, I've set up a meet and greet thing where people can actually come and I can meet uh, them. It's the first time I've ever done that. So are I've you never coming done to Austin? That. Are you, like, are you, or Z, are you driving? Yeah, are yeah. you traveling with the no, our, Hope our and Andy? Dates, are you traveling to Austin? Our first three dates are in in Texas, and I think we're in uh, what the hell is the name? Hold on, I'll tell That's you. That's fine uh, because just they listen. just posted about it. But, but hey, before as you as you dial into that, I just want to let you know. So uh, producer Carl has a question, a thing. By all means. Talk it up, Carl. Uh, hold on. So uh, really quick, really quick. Oh, we're doing yeah. Irving. We're doing Irvine, Irving. Sorry, Irving. New Braunfels, uh, uh, Houston, and El Paso. All right, so, I'll be at New Braunfels. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yes. Uh, Fire away, Carl. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a question. Do I have a question? You have a question. I mean, you got you got you got you got kids. You got the thing. You got the, you got everything. Guys, the man by the way, who has the, Fucking, by, by the way, the, the fucking Warriors are running from these guys with baseball bats called the Baseball Furies right now. Shit's really yes, I know. The no, so the I Warriors thing. And by the but way, yes, fire away, fire by away. Way, another question is like, why you pick this movie? Because it is the 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 it is the 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 accoutrement of, of violence and success. <laughs> and so I have to ask. It's like like, hey man, you you literally brought like violence and and success into into a thing where I would argue that in today's climate, this is the perfect storm. Like the Warriors is the perfect storm. Can we agree on that? The, 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 the fact that what you've done, like you've got old school, new school, you bring, you bring everything in together and then the Warriors if you actually like break down the movie, it's old school, new school. It's like, how are we going to do this? If you deconstruct the movie and then you reconstruct what you've done professionally, is there a better movie for you? Well, there's a outside lot of, of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Be, and the only reason of Ghostbusters is because yeah. aliens are going to come here, Z. <laughs> and what? Yeah. And um, but, but by the way, before I ask these alien questions, oh, I get my I get a you question. get your question. <laughs> the producer gets the question. All right, Z. All right, so <laughs> fire away, fire away. I grew so I grew up. I grew up on vinyl. I was potty trained on vinyl. I'm not kidding. My my dad, <laughs> no joke. My dad owns fifty thousand records, and I would go poop, and I would get the Monkees, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Tom Petty. Those um, are great songs to, to poop bring, to. By the way, great songs to poop to. Those are great songs to poop to by the way absolutely oh yeah i have my little record my fisher price record player in the bathroom while i was i'd spin it while i made the poopies um yes so i'm trying to bring my girl i have two young girls i and i'm getting them into vibe they know how to put the record on and they and i bought them taylor swift and katy perry so that they know what records are but what are some artists i can get my girls into so that they don't i want them to always love vinyl well i think um you know the standards right standards are always um crucial depending on what they're kind of into but you know the beatles are, are you know 
Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. You know what I mean? Dark Side yeah, of the Moon. Pink it's Floyd. Pretty trippy. Nah. It's pretty heavy. Pretty heavy record. But like, if you get them at the right time, at the right you know yeah. part of the day, um, you know that's crucial. But you know, also something that speaks to it doesn't have to be necessarily be old. Um, it could be you know a Black Keys record or a White Stripes record or okay. um, you know something like that. It also you know you could go down a completely Paul's Boutique. What a crazy record, Paul's Sergeant Pepper's. What a crazy record. You know what I mean? These are like interesting <laughs> that have a lot of texture to them. But you know, at the same time too, if they're if they're into Taylor Swift, let's like what's a what's a female album, Jill Scott or a Sade or something that would be like, oh, yo, this is yeah. Yeah. it's the same kind of whatever, but it's it's done in a different manner. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's always it's like because that's how I approach it. Like I try and take you know, a, a group of people like a certain thing. I try and find something that's adjacent that they may not know that might be better or just a different sound, but it's in the same thing. Like if you like this, like the suggestions that iTunes or whatever would give, if you like this, you like this. Most of the time are, are you know, I'd beg to say that, that the algorithms don't really get it right. But if you're paying attention to the nuance of the song or the person and you hear like, oh, you like this? Oh, you like you like um, singing? Check out Sarah Vaughn. Check out, you know, Billie Holiday. You might bug out on some like, what I, I didn't even know this and then if you if you show them a story like um you know uh, what was the beyonce movie that they did uh, on stacks i think it was stacks records whatever uh, i forget the name oh of the yeah, yeah yeah like show them show them uh you know something like that or or a movie that allows them to go oh i get it now i have a new appreciation for this thing that i never knew existed i think that's the thing because people are bombarded with the the latest newest thing because it's marketing they're being marketed and that's okay not, not say that any of that music is bad, but you know, if you can find some sort of connection, that's why there's with hip hop, it's really amazing. You know, you there's all documentaries out now where people can can see the connection between certain things and how they evolved. And I think once you have a little bit of skin in the game, and as, as far as your interest for this music, and you start to digest it a little bit more, I go for anything: rock, blues, funk, reggae. Have them watch the Bob Marley story. That'll that'll blow anyone's mind just to be like, wow, what a proficient. I mean, Bob Marley's a great example. Like, get everybody should hear Bob Marley and not, you know, legend. Go buy Babylon by bus. Listen to that. That's a live record of Bob Marley. And it's so good, you know? Like there's a million records you could go and, and turn people on to, but I feel like that's sort of the thing. And by the way, before I forget, um, the uh, the Warriors, half of them, they split up, by the way, and half of them just <laughs> saw. Half of them are, are with the Lizzie's right now, and the other half are, are walking out of the park, just beat up the uh, and Ajax handcuffed to a park bench. Sad first fan. Anyway, going back to Wanda, connection to it, the reason I think the Warriors is such a quintessential movie for what I do is because the Warriors are underdogs, and I feel like I am that. Look, I'm a, I'm a white kid from Queens who uh, grew up listening to hip hop, got it deep into hip hop and, and not just hip hop, but rock music, everything. I'm, I'm, I don't really, I don't necessarily sort of fit the mold of what uh, a stereotypical anything would be, whether it be a DJ, whether it be a rock kid, whether it be a hip hop kid, whatever. I grew up doing graffiti. I grew up with hip hop. I, I grew up drummers and, and Pink Floyd and all this stuff. And, 30 years career and it's very much like the warriors the warriors were this you know a gang from coney island coney island's not cool 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Brooklyn's cool. You know, Harlem, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's cool. The Bronx is cool. Harlem's cool. You know what I mean? Staten Island could be cool, but like Coney Island, like what? That's isn't that where they have the Wonder Wheel? Like these guys, and yet, not only were they the under and they like fought their way through everything and there's, so there's all these trials and tribulations of being misunderstood um being you know having all these things thrown against them so to me it's very much like you know i feel like i never made it be about you know trying to fit in i very much made it about i'm gonna have my own sound i'm gonna do my thing the best i can and here i am you know all these years later i've been able to still do what i do and have people um, who are interested in what I do and follow what I do. And I'm grateful for that, but it's, it was never about trying to get fans or it's never trying to like impress anybody. It was just about trying to get this music off my chest. And to be honest, if I wasn't doing this in front of people, I probably would be doing it, uh, you know, in, you know, whatever I'd, I'd be DJing in my bedroom or something like just working on this stuff after I got off work at whatever job I was doing, because it's something that I have to do. It's just the fact that people appreciate what I do that I've been able to, to do it, you know, to this degree. So, so Z, I'm just, I'm grateful for that. I'm blessed on that. So Z, a couple of things. One, obviously where can everyone find you? But two, more importantly, it's like, you get these kids that go, oh man, if I had Z Trip or a Mark Stout or a Mikey, do my remix then i pop then i'm the i'm the guy i'm the gal i'm the thing and i would always argue is like no no your song is the thing it'll always be the thing but the pop don't rely on the dj to do the remix the dj is going to find you the dj is going to hear that melody and go i'm gonna speed it up i'm gonna turn it down i'm gonna do my thing and i and i and i i bring all this up because I, the bigger question is to you obviously sir is man everyone believes they've got a hit record everyone believes that there's a mix involved that would make their record better than it was Everyone looks at you and goes, oh, my God, look what you do with this, this 80s sound. I can't believe it. How do they measure listening to you and what you've done versus the reality of uh, record play or DJ plays or spins or anything else on planet Earth? I missed the, you broke up on the, how do they, and I missed it. Say that again. How do they, what, what was the question? How do they, how do they manage the, uh, the, the, the disconnect of, oh, I know Z trip. I'm going to give him my track and he's going to blow it up versus, oh, well, that, versus what, you know, there's a track being played in the, uh, in the environment of life. And then Z Trip should pick it up and should play it. How do you well, balance all of those things? Well, it's tough. I mean, there's certain people. You know, here's the thing. I'm I'm on a lot of promo lists from a, ro a lot of record labels over the years, so people are always sending me things. The problem is, is I don't get to listen to everything because there's such I'm inundated 
with music all the time. Plus there's music that I'm finding on my own. And I try and do a balance of, I need, a, I need some new things that I don't know about because that's kind of the universe going, Hey, you need to check this out. Coupled with the things I find on my own that are like, Hey, this is something that I want to show to people. So it's a balance of just trying to keep the, the right balance and the right ratio of a couple new things to a couple, uh, you know, new, new to me things. And how do you deal with the weight? Z, how do you deal with the weight of everything that's thrown to you that says, Oh, this is the greatest mix or this is the greatest thing, or this is I the think, thing. I think I trust here it is. I mean, I think I trust my gut and I have an internal, uh, meter that, um, you know, I pay attention to detail and I'm really my, my taste. I trust my gut and my taste on things. And sometimes that um, goes against what everyone thinks should be the right thing. And then I put it out there and it ends up being the biggest thing I've ever done um, or uh, it gets received. And I think, you know, listening to my internal voice and knowing that my meter, if it hits my meter, if I like it, then I can present it and stand behind it. If I don't like it, I, I can't sell it. And so I'm a very, you know, I'm a very open book in, in regard to that. Like there's a lot of times people will give me stuff and I'm like, just doesn't speak to me. I can't, I can't do anything with this. It's like having clay that I'm like, I can't make anything out of this clay. I appreciate you giving me this. However, I just don't, I can't find the way to do it. And, you know, the reality is if I'm listening to my, my, my third eye and, 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 and my spiritual side, karmically i'm get i'm getting what's around me and sometimes it's somebody giving me something sometimes it's not but it's always me listening to my my internal voice and really staying true to that you know uh, sticking to my guns i mean you gotta understand you know late late 90s early 2000s um you know people were people were giving me shit for playing you know, uh, Biggie, you know, Notorious Big with Pink Floyd oh, yeah. on the dance floor at, at a hip hop oh, club yeah. on the dance floor. And the thing is, I was making it work, but I was also losing 20, 30 percent of the dance floor because it was unfamiliar to them. But I was taking risks in what my stomach was telling me to do early on. And in doing that, I think people who saw what I was doing were like, that guy's fearless and he has a love for music. So therefore, I'm going to I'm going to check in on him consistently because he's pushing the boundaries a little bit further and i was doing it against the odds of clearing a dance floor how the public would perceive me how um how you know i may or may not sell or may not be marketable but i was doing all that shit and then all of a sudden the mashup thing kind of broke and you know me and, and djp with uneasy listening that was a, a seminal record for me because it was basically like i say this a lot but you know i would do a three-hour set and in the middle of the set, I would do like a Van Halen thing. And at the end of the night, most people would come and be like, that was a great set. That Van Halen thing you did? And it's like, you, I just played for three hours. And the one thing you caught was the Van Halen thing. So let me do, ah. a, whole, let me do a whole mix of that. Me pushing the boundaries musically, doing things that shouldn't necessarily work or shouldn't, but they do if you're open to it. And that, because I did that early on, I think I created a lane for me now to DJ any style of music and fans are like, well, that's just Z trip bugging out doing his thing, whether it be a rock thing, whether it be a reggae thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like if you look at my stuff on Bandcamp, these are sets where I was like, because I had an audience of people who were just at home, I didn't have a dance floor. I had to worry about, I was like, let's go explore music. So I did a reggae set. I did a house set. I did a chill set. I did a drum and bass set. 
um, I did these other sets where I explored some of my old mixes and redid my old mixes. And I just put them all out there for people. It was a, a chill down-tempo set that was happening right around the time when, when you know, all this stuff was going on with George Floyd. And we were all like in this headspace of like, sure. I told everyone, I told everyone here, come to my first Thursdays of the month. And all of a sudden there's this tragic thing that's happened in the, in the zeitgeist of everybody's world. And, and like, I am supposed to play music that's celebratory. I'm like, I can't do it. So I had to do a down tempo chill set to sort of like try and cope with the, the stress of that. So having the ability to go these different roads on any given moment, um, I think people will allow me to do that. And I, and it's because I created that early on. And I think there's other DJs who, you know, would love to do that, but you have to pay your dues in establishing a road in on each sound. You can't just, I don't think like some of these bigger guys, like I don't, you know, some big DJ, I don't think it just all of a sudden come out and be like, I'm doing a reggae record. It just wouldn't, No. you know what I mean? Like no, with it's, not genuine. it's disingenuous or, or it would be. Me, I realized that rather than trying to be the king of one thing, let me be a master of all styles and bring that to the table. Whether or not I'm I'm perceived as the biggest um, or not, I'm just going to do what I do because that matters. And you know, there's been validation. I got America's Best DJ Award at one point, and I was really flattered by that. You know, that's, that's amazing. You know, doing some of these other events where it's like, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm high up on the bill. I did Coachella four times, I did Lollapalooza three times, you know, all these different festivals. And, and to me, like that's the value. I've just down and working at it. You know do you mean? not, real quick, do you not see, and I don't want to take away from any of the, uh, the awards you've gotten, the accoutrements you've gotten, but as a simple kid from Montana, this simple guy from Montana, almost 50, who loves your music, who, who reflects back. And my reflecting back is literally iTunes or, you know, SoundCloud, whatever it may be, right? My, my reflection back is that. But more my reflection back is, it's like, man, this guy, who I don't know from Adam, hit a pulse, hit a thing that said, you know what? You should enjoy Sunday. Is there a part of you that goes, you know what? On a Sunday or a Saturday goes, you know what? Y'all enjoy Sunday. I've set the standard. I've set the algorithm. Y'all enjoy Sunday. Because if there was a y'all enjoy Sunday thing where I could link in with DJ Z trip, I would, I would, I would subscribe. I'd be in. I'm the guy. Now, mind you, I'm almost 50, so I'm the, I might not be your guy for this podcast and obviously the accoutrements, but I wonder, it's like all the work you've done, is there a pause or a moment where you step back and go, wait, I can just do this and this many people respond. Like, do you ever play that game? Well, I think, you know, here's the thing. I, I 
you know, I, I know that there's a group of, of, of people out there who follow what I do, you know, uh, millions, I, I, millions, you know, and, sure. and, so, and so that's, that's, that's reassuring. However, um, I don't lean on that. I don't, I don't even take that into consideration because some certain things I do might not appeal to mm. everybody in that audience. You know, some people okay. don't like reggae. And so they'll, they'll check out on the reggae thing. Some people totally love it. That's the only thing they love that when I play reggae. So whatever. So, excuse me. I um I try to I try to to keep in mind that there are people that will receive it. But I also every time I put my foot forward, I try and just make it be about do I like it? Does it meet my standard? Does it meet my requirements for being able to stand behind it? And the other thing that I want to put out there is you know I'm almost fifty. I'll be fifty next month. Down, so yeah. we're a year apart. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, and that's that's crazy to me because, you know, sure, technically I'm, I'm 50 years old, but like, I love playing new music as well. Like, I don't, I'm not just a 50 year old guy who loves playing like old classic music. It's like, I'm getting brand, I'm making new music, I'm putting new music out. Like, yeah. I'm, I have a, you know, and I try to, to. Here's the thing: I try and keep a stance, one foot deeply rooted in why I got into this hip hop and anchored in the 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 ethos of of the early pioneers of hip hop them taking using anything that they could and making my stance widening my stance as far as i can to be what's happening tomorrow the next day next week so my stance goes between bleeding edge and og classic and everything in between and i try my hardest to have equal parts of each because if it's too old people are like nah if it's too new people are like nah if it's too much of one or the other it's it's the balance is so crucial and i think i've mastered that i've mastered the art of the right balance of old to new familiar to unfamiliar and also finding ways to turn people onto things like when i did a, my tool uh and an outcast blend ah uh, no, brother 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 before you go any farther that blend stop Folks, if you have not listened, hard stop. Google those things. Z Trip, Outcast, just just Google that. I think it's on my Live in LA album. So if you is it on your live? Okay, they live get it, folks. Get it right now. So, now, so here, here's the here's the epitome of like I'm at a hip hop, predominantly a hip hop show, and I'm taking. Outcast, bombs over Baghdad, and I'm mixing it over Tool, sober. But the thing is, if you don't know who Tool is, but you know who Outcast is, you're like, this is cool. But the groove of the Tool groove is so infectious yes. and amazing that if you're not a hip hop head, but you feel the funk of that, that's like that's me trying to turn hip hop heads on the Tool, and the vice way. versa, and vice versa. If you're a Tool, is, is rock music. Would would you not well, agree though? By the rhymes. way, would you not agree though? By the way, like your influence of bringing Tool in, kind of set the stage. Like you set a stage for Tool that they never had before. Well, I I definitely, I definitely put it in. A, I put it on some people who would who would not know who those guys were for sure. Word. And that's and that's my whole that, like that's the whole thing though because I mean this speaks to my whole my what fuels me is that i love tool and i love outcast and i know people who love one but don't know about the other and i think would 
but would not go to it on their own. So if sure. I can be the, the person who introduces these two things in a way that makes both parties at least have an open mind, because here's the thing. Anybody who's like, if I go on, on Instagram or Twitter and be like, come check out my thing, everyone's being marketed to all the time. And I find like the, the result of, of getting people to bite on that is like, meh. But if you and I were talking and I said, hey, have you heard this thing? You'd be like, no, send it to me. And that to <laughs> me, that to me is the power of if it's good and if it's interesting, people will get to it eventually and it will be passed around the campfire. And I'm a big fan of that versus the marketing of it. And so I feel like if, if, if I'm telling you, check out Tool and Outcast, maybe you'll go for it. But if you're at the show and you hear it and you go, what is this? You found it on your own. You found it in an, in an organic way. And I feel like that to me is the way you present music. You don't hammer people with, here's my thing, check it out. Because people, they, you know, a bus will drive by, you're getting marketed to all the time. You, you know, turn, flip up in your phone. Everything is like, check, check this out, check this out. Go here, go here. Everyone's vying for your eyeballs. So for me, the subtlety of having somebody, you know, anyone who's listening right now, if you're like, wow, this guy, I found this guy's stuff and it's amazing my my the way you could scratch my back no pun intended is to take that music and share it with all the people that you know who would appreciate it and be like wow because they'll listen to it if you're giving it to them they're going to be like i trust you know bob his music taste is great versus hey come check out my thing on instagram you no one's going to swipe up for that no one no like sure. why would you do that so i've always been a fan of trying to present it in a way that is the problem I think I had with like when mashups became a, a genre, which by the way, we never really called them that. We were just calling, it was just blending records. We were just blending songs together. So the term mashups became a thing. And then all of a sudden people were like, how do I take these two songs and blend them together? And, and like, you know, there might be, uh, you know, somebody might have, you know, a concept of let's dance in shoes. And it'd be like, let's dance and goody two shoes. And it's like, and it'd be this name, like they try to get the, the name to be tricky and clever. And it's like, but the two sonically wouldn't match. It was like, the, you guys are doing it all wrong. Like it's gotta be organic and it's gotta be in a way that you're presenting something that is higher or bigger or greater than the two pieces involved, or at least pays tribute to them in a way that gets people in, uh, into it versus here are two, you know, two songs that are, you know, and maybe that's the, the not the best analogy, but like, I don't know. No, um, actually, here, here, like, like, like walking on, like, 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 like walking on sunshine and goody two shoes. I'm walking yeah. on sunshine in my goody two shoes. Like as a, as a sentence, that's clever. Sonically, those probably don't work because they just don't work. But like people are forcing things together and trying to present them in a way that would turn people off. And so I found like, like it was almost backfiring. What I was doing is like the nuance of what I'm doing is I'm hoping that people understand that and understand that there's a level of doing it correctly. And like, just like you would go to like the, you know, I, I always use this analogy as well. People are always like, oh, McDonald's, they're successful. They sold all these burgers. Well, sure. But like the gourmet burger of the guy down the street who has a line wrapped around his, his place, he only has one shot, but it's such a magnificent burger it's that people burger. buy in. That's the one. That's the one. Just, just because you've sold a lot and just because you're famous doesn't necessarily equate to being good. And that was, I think we put the note on the back of uneasy listening where it was like, just because it's new 
doesn't necessarily mean it's great. It just means that it's new. And and all respect to new things, the the concept of new and old is irrelevant because you know talking about like your 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 um, producer stuff, like him saying, hey, what are what are some tunes that I could play for for you know my kids? Like if they've never heard Dark Side of the Moon, that's brand new to them. And that's nah. something I got the concept of like just because it's old doesn't necessarily equate to old classic is is classic sure. and good is good and so new or old is irrelevant to me I, I could give a shit about if something's new or old does it sonically sound uh, timeless and that's i think that's an, an underlying thing in anything i touch is i try and play with timeless music stuff that you could listen to and listen to it in 10 years and it still hits you in a way because it's that the ingredients are so good do you think, as uh, I know you're very busy and Vegas has opened up, LA's opened up a little bit, so I know you're very, very busy, but one last question, if you don't mind. Um, you create so much, you hear so much, and I will call it the broken brain because we don't follow the accoutrements of what is like, oh, SEO goes this way, so you should do this way. So I, I will always call it the broken brain. I think a broken brain is the, is the best brain that attacks and uh, maybe attacks, not the right word, but it's, it's, the, uh, it's the thing that engages people. And I wonder with you, um, my, my, my biggest question is just like, man, I'm this guy who, lives and breathes music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And then you're, uh, you're accounting this thing of digital. It's like, oh, wait, I can just do it on digital and forget about it. However, as many DJs as, as I've talked to, I've been very blessed to talk to quite a few and launch some music with them and everything else. They're like, Z Trip's the pinnacle. Like this is the guy who's the pinnacle because if you can put it on wax, he's the pinnacle. And so I ask you, the easy question is like, what's it like to have all these thought, these songs thrown at you? I don't want that question. I want this question, Z. The world around you is changing. However, it's staying the same because if it's not put on wax, it's not real authority. If it's not on radio or Spotify, it's not authority. If it's only SoundCloud, there's bots, there's this, there's that. You are for lack of a better term, the captain of this ship, moving the Mark Stouts, the Mikey Francis's forward. And I wonder, in your world of moving everything forward, of putting it on wax, of making sure that it's legit, it's real, that it feels real, the fact that I can have pool parties based on whatever song you play, That's the reality of, of this, of where I sit, of a, of, a, of, a, of a homeowner who couldn't imagine you not spinning in some capacity my pool party. I wonder 
where do you give up a little piece to the Mark Stouts that are only digital? And where do you go, hey, son, come here. You got to hold on to the wax. And there's a reason why I got to hold on to the wax, son. Well, Where I, does that fit? I, I, I think I do that in, 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 in my actions. You know, walk the walk, talk the talk. But, but sure. the, idea, the idea is that I'm not, I gave up on trying to have a crusade about this because I found that if I'm trying to hammer somebody with, you know, this is the old ways, this is the, and, and covet that, like, while I, while it's important, uh, I think it's, it's a, it's a very important thing to be aware of and it's history. It, it matters. It totally matters. If you're going to dissect this, excuse me, this is where, this is the genesis of what we do. However, if you're a 16 year old kid and I'm hammering at you about digital, I mean, I'm hammering about vinyl and turntables and mixers and scratching. And if you're just like, yo man, like I just, I don't really know any of that. I just listen to things on, on Spotify and like I have this little app on my phone and it's cool. And this is how I get down. If that's your intro or that's your you know you're excited about that i don't want to deter you by throwing a whole bunch of rhetoric at you that is irrelevant to you if you find that or you're curious about it i'll tell you about it all day but like hammering somebody you need to know i've found over the years counterproductive if you're really all about it because all people shit and if they do they're it on their own they're going to research it on their own and if people are asking you um about it or curious about it um there's a million things out there to to to, to dive into that will show you the way but you've got to you, you've got to find that curiosity on your own and i can only do so much of trying to inspire that but at the end of the day it's really the the user it's it's the it's the receiver whoever's receiving it if they are curious or they want to know just like I was I could have been a kid who heard this stuff and been like that's cool I like it it's the beats are cool or I could have been the kid who was like writing down lyrics going to the record store going what is this where can I find this <laughs> you know and and the thing is you know you you have to celebrate both you know if someone is is vaguely into it cool if someone's super into it cool if someone's not into it you also have to be cool with that too because at the end of the day like you know, really, I just, I, I struggle with this in, in a couple things, especially in the DJ community. I'll bring up another, anal another analogy that I've, I've found it, over the years. Um, there are maybe, you know, 10 manufacturers of DJ equipment, the standards, right? Just like you have like car companies, Chevy, Ford, whatever. It's the same thing with, 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 um, with, you know, Serato, Pioneer, Rain, all these different companies. And, I've worked with most of all of them. And sometimes you'll work with one and then you'll go and work with another. And people, DJs tend to have this, this brand uh, uh, association where they, they'll only rock with a certain brand. And I understand that because if you really love a, a product, you wanna back it and you wanna support it. However, I've realized that this brand loyalty that would happen 
sometimes would stop the progression of the art form because if somebody comes out with a better mousetrap, that's the one you use. And it should be very much about how do we push the, the, the craft, the art and the craft and, and, and that, how do we push that forward? And if, if somebody, it's like, it's like somebody clinging onto a pager and going, no, the pagers are the best, man. These iPhones, no, man, pagers, dude, you're, I'm still, pagers are the best. And that concept of, of being loyal to a brand for the sake of the brand, I looked at it and was like, wait a second, guys. It's the same thing with anything, apply it to anything. But, you know, I, if I want to be a martial artist, then I want to learn all styles of martial arts, Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu, Karate, you know, whatever. And so that was the concept of the same thing with apply it to music, apply it to brands, apply it to anything in this music bubble that we're in is to be loyal to just one thing. You can't call yourself a martial artist. You can be proficient in one style. Same thing with music. If you're a house DJ and that's all you do, my hat's off to you. You could be a house master. But the idea is to, before I leave this earth, I want to experience all the music I can possibly experience. I want to be as moved. I want to cry. I want to laugh. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to, I want to be inspired. I want to be angered. I want all these emotions to be elicited by all the music that I come across. And I, and I want new tunes to hit those feelings every time. And they don't necessarily have to be new. They just have to be new to my ears and they have to be things that inspire me and, and allow me to, to still keep coming back to the well. Because, you know, after 30 years, if I only played one style of music, I think I might get burnt out because I'm always wanting new things or new interpretations of things. And I think you'll notice in a lot of my mixes, you know, it's always, one, like I said, one foot is anchored in the, in the roots of, of, the, of the tune. And, 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 you know, whether it be hip hop, whether it be you know, rock thing, it's, it's always rooted in what got me into that in the first place. But then what can I add to it that gives you a new take on it or like, oh, wow, I never really thought of it like that. Like, I'm going to go back because I wasn't even thinking about ACDC. I'm going to go back and listen to all my old ACDC records. This guy in, you know, 2021 has got me going and listening to If You Want Blood, You Got It. I wasn't planning on listening to any ACDC records, but now I'm searching for this particular Bon Scott record that like, because this guy unearthed it for me or, or whatever. And to me, there's so much value in, 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 in that, in being inspired by new to your ear, not new to the world, but new to your ear and discovery and, and, and being turned on to it. And also when you hear it and then you go, wait a second, that's not the way I heard it. So what he was doing, he did this to it. Then you, ought to, then you understand the, the, the sprinkle, the magic sprinkle of what I'm putting on another drum break or, or taking the best parts of something and rearranging them and remixing them and, you know, that's the nuance of the DJ that if, if the DJ is doing their work correctly, they're taking the best parts of everything and presenting them in a way that allow you to be inspired to go, oh, I got to write that down. Like I want, I want another DJ or, or two, you know, or, or young up and coming music aficionado to go, what the hell was that? I mean, here's, a, here's another great example. I played on my, one of my last streams, I played a song by April Wine. And it's one of my favorite April Wine songs. And most people have no clue who they are. Yeah. They're, a band from, they're a band from Canada. There's a song called Say Hello, which is just an absolute fucking amazing song. And it's funny because I played it on my set and all these people were like, what is this? And I told them who it was. And then I look in my, in my DMs and there's all these people being like, I'm a new April Wine fan. That song is, that album is from the 70s. 
It's like, what? A, yeah, and all of a sudden I'm turning these people onto this old Canadian rock band. Or I did a reggae set. And in my reggae set, which is on Bandcamp, there's a moment where I drop into a, a track, a reggae track by the Scorpions. Did you know that there was a Scorpions reggae track? Probably not. Most people don't know. And it's just this great tune that they did, one-off weird thing way back in like late 60s, early 70s. That's this great Scorpions reggae track. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing people going like, holy shit, I got turned on. And that's me unearthing a song from, you know, years ago and turning people onto it now and having them go and buy that catalog or go to iTunes or go to Spotify and put that in as their favorite. And now it's part of their repertoire, just like I was doing when I'd be like, what is this craft work? I don't know about this now because Bambada turned me on to craft work. I'm a craft work fan for life. And to me, it's way more about that, about life music, your, the music of your life and how you get exposed to it than it is about the latest, newest song uh, by so-and-so because they have a new record out. Z, you've done... I mean, I'll listen to it, but most of the time, I don't find myself going back to a lot of those things. No, but Z, you've done, I mean, from South by Southwest of LL Cool J and you've made a monarchy of understanding the, uh, the intensity of the music that's been given to us. And you've layered in to let us understand the intensity of the, the music that was given to us. It's one of my favorite things about you. It's, you can drop a drum beat on anything. I don't care. But there's a unique thing about you where you make me care. That's and the, that that's, is that's that's the whole that's, trick. That's the question, that's the right? Trick. That's that's the, the that's that's the magic bullet question, brother. I don't understand. I don't understand two things. I don't understand when I sit down with friends and they're like, "Explain why you like Joe Rogan." And I'm like, "Jesus, I think." Mean, first of all, who who are you saying is combating this? And they're like. Like, why isn't this person under that same intensity? That's A. And then B is, is, is you. I don't understand in any way, shape, or form, and I love it, is this. Man, have you heard this Z-trip clip? Have you heard this? Have you done this? And, there, and, and I bring it up because I'm just like, you guys, Omni, Hakkasan, whatever you want. He's playing there. Do you not understand who that is? And so my question to you is, is the guy who, as I've, you know, I told Yuli, right? The Yuli's like, hey, talk to me about your podcast. Like, by the way, your Yuli is, is the best person ever because she's like, she wanted about numbers. She didn't want to know about downloads. She, she wanted like my history of why I wanted to talk to you. Like, what was it about this thing? And I'm like, no, but you understand, like if I'm going to picnic with Z-Trip, I got questions. And they're <laughs> well, that, not, yeah, that's, that's awesome. But, that, but they're that's not the, whole... the questions. They're not the questions people want to ask. Like, I want to ask questions about like mom and dad influence you. Like I have questions that are not, are not the normal questions. And she's like, I, I, I have to point something out really quick. Um, 
the riffs just rolled up on the beach where the warriors and uh, the birds ah. were having their, their moment. And um, this is where they got let off the hook where we like, hey, we realize the warriors didn't do it. And it's this, so is, then, the, this is the ending scene. And by the way, big, big scene with uh, Joe Walsh in the city yeah. As walking down the beach, iconic scene. I just, you know, and then we yeah, missed the, the we missed the we missed the bottles. The Warriors come out and play moment, which is totally fine, not a problem. But you know, just very iconic movie, and uh, I had to. But no, out, but like, Z, Z begs the question. So this is the movie you chose. So let's talk about it. Why did you choose this movie? Well, like I said, what is I, it about your life? What is it about your music? What is it about what you do when you watch this movie? You're like, no, this is my movie. What is well, it? It brings me back to being. Um, as a kid, when I saw this movie, again, I started out doing graffiti, right? So in, in New York, that was my thing. I was a kid from Queens. Graffiti was all around me and I got influenced by that. So to see a movie where there's subway trains with graffiti on them, you got to understand anytime you could see any graffiti on anything outside of the trains itself on a platform, if you were there riding the trains, if it was in a movie or if it was in a, a, a commercial, you were like, oh, I got to see, I got to digest it. Cause it was, it was like hearing hip hop. If you heard hip hop coming out of a car driving down the street, you were like, what is that? I gotta, you'd chase the car. Cause you were, it was your moments of like grasping onto that, that culture. And so, um, you know, there was that, but then there was also just whole thing of like, you know, I didn't know why it spoke to me so much, but also like, if you really take it a step back, this movie was based around you know, the gangs in the Bronx and, yeah. and also, you know, there was a cat who was trying to bring all the gangs together and make peace and throw parties that were, uh, you know, about dancing and not fighting. So there was this whole, you know, who Cyrus is based on. There's a lot of these things that are very loosely based on what was going on in hip hop culture. And because it's, all these hip hop cats just sort of understand the connection between New York and the, all the, you know, the aesthetic of it all and the vibe of it all and the time of it all. And um, I don't know, it just spoke to me as a kid and, you know, seeing all this stuff and obviously a young kid watching, you know, guys running around, beat each other up. It was like, it was like a, a while, it's like a Western, you know what I mean? But like modern. And, you know, here's, here's another thing I got to say, as we were talking about some of the things, um, you know, gearing up to this movie, I was, I was like, let me look online and just see, I want to, I, I have to tell you this because it's funny. Please. I was like, I was like, let me just type in the Warriors, and there's the people ask. You ever see those where it's like people ask this question of the Warriors? Yes. So here's one of the questions: Why did Luther kill Cyrus? And it's like <laughs> somebody answered: When Cyrus proposed his plan of uniting the gangs of New York to rule the city, Luther killed Cyrus, probably because he didn't dig it. He later blamed the Warriors, and then the movie really started. These like great answers, which like because he didn't dig it. Can you dig it? It's funny. Can you, you dig it? Yeah, yeah. Um, here, here's another one, uh, which I didn't know. Uh, who were the members of the Warriors? Somebody said the gang has 120 members plus affiliates, but only nine members of the gang made their way to the Bronx. Ajax, Cleon, Cochise, Cowboy, Fox, Rembrandt, Snow, Swan, and Vermin. The Warriors have brown pleather vests with a flaming skull patch on the back. It's just these kinds of things. And then the last one. Why did Fox die in the Warriors? When the gang split up, Fox is attacked by a police officer and gets into a scuffle, causing him to get tossed on the tracks. Fox was mutilated by a subway train and died on July 13th, 1979. I love that they have the date. <laughs> it's great that they They're have the date. They're keeping the Wikipedia of a fake person That's amazing. Alive. So uh, July 13th is coming up. So I just want to say, you know, 
everybody, RIP to Fox from the Warriors, July 13th. Just remember that, okay? Z, I, I, my last question for you, brother. And by the way, I love you bringing it back to the movie. Uh, I really do. Because it, it, it's, it's such a, a thing where people like, they get so offended. They're like, oh, you didn't talk about the movie. They're like, hey, man, I'm trying to divulge. I'm trying to get into the, the mindset. If you can't do the things, then maybe I'm not your guy. You got to find another outlet. Two things, if you don't mind me, if you could please. Uh, sure, sure. Fire yeah, away. Run, run through this with me. One. How? How did you understand to be where you're at today? Like, what was the the linchpin where you're like, oh, wait, I could do X, Y, and Z? I think it was also, it was a point where, I think it was a point where I, I somewhere in the early 90s, I think like 92, 93, I found myself DJing at some of these parties and people were wanting to hear the latest, newest songs. And I loved some of the latest, newest songs. But as a DJ, I had to go out and buy these songs because people wanted to hear them. Sure. And maybe 60% of the songs I was buying were songs that I didn't really like. But I had to play them in the club in order to keep the club happy. And there was a moment where I was like, am I DJing just to keep people happy? Or, and, and, or am I DJing so I can actually have a piece of this too? Because the, the idea is I'd like to be able to do both. I'd like to be able to keep people happy, but I also need to be interested in what I'm doing. Because if not, I'm just going through the motions to get a check. And at the end of the day, I'm frustrated and I'm taking these records and I'm resenting that I have to buy them when I buy them. And I don't ever want to resent having to buy music. Like I should be excited every time I buy something and play it and, and show it to somebody. So there was a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing the, the protocol of the DJ, which is just play the hits, keep people dancing uh, and, and get, get your money to be able to DJ another party to get more records to keep people dancing. And so I broke the cycle in, in early 90s and said, I'm still going to do that, but I'm going to do it my way. And my way is I'm going to challenge the audience a little bit and I'm going to keep it interesting for me. And if I lose people, fine. But if I can maintain a decent amount of people that still come to see me play, then to me, I'm winning. And there was a lot of years between 92 and like, you know, I would say between then and maybe 2000, 2001, where it was a struggle. It was a struggle to, to really establish that I could, I could do my thing and I could still have people be into what I'm doing, but it was very much like a specific flavor, like, you were coming to see me do me and it was unlike everybody else. And so my whole mantra was about trying to stand out while blending in. And the, the idea to do that was really based on, on trying to expose people to new things, but keep it interesting for me and to not resent my job and resent, um, you know, music that I had to buy in order to stay relevant in order to keep the club gig that, was not as exciting to me as the gig that I was doing where it was my own gig that I was throwing. It was my own night that I was throwing. So I could play whatever I wanted and people showed up to hear me do me. And that, when I realized the difference between 
doing what I want to do or what I think I would, would be a better presentation of what I do to a group of people who really cared superseded the idea of playing to make more money or to get a bigger name in the, in the scene of a scene that I didn't really care to be a part of. That's when I was like, you know what? That's, that's, I think when it, when it all changed for me, I realized at that point, it was like, you know what? I can, I can do this. It's a harder climb and it's a way harder deal. But ultimately if I stay at it and if I stick with it, something will come out of it. And to my credit, I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm a living testament to the fact that it has, and I haven't necessarily compromised my sound or, or what I want to do to the degree where I know some DJs who will go and DJ and they hate the music they play. And I just don't, I can't wrap my head around, you know, doing that because I feel like there's probably a chance that the crowd picks up on that. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just gotta be, there's gotta be some level of toxicity to that where you're, I want to leave and I want to feel like I had the best time and I want you to feel like you had the best time. And I want us to figure out when the next time we could do that again is, and I want it to be a spiritual thing. I want it to feel different. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, playing my stuff for somebody and having somebody not necessarily know what it is, but feel a sense of difference of what I do versus somebody else. I know it's hard for people to put their finger on it, but the thing is I pride myself on, on, having somebody leave with that feeling and you know some of my best compliments are from bouncers at clubs or bartenders at clubs where they'll be like you know i've heard every dj play here for the last eight years and i don't know what it is but what you did tonight was different holy shit what i i can't but you're something about you stopped me you know and that's kind of interesting because you gotta think that's a person who day in, day out is hearing things and it's just completely checked out. So the fact that what I'm doing and how I'm doing it has, has, has somehow connected the dots where somebody goes, I don't know what it is, but it's different and I like it. That's what I'm trying to go after every time. Because all I, I really want, to be honest, is, is I, want, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. So I want fans and friends and family to be a part of this as much as I am. Almost like a Grateful Dead following i want it to be like look we're outcasts you know people may or may not understand who we are what we do but those who know know and those who are here for it are fully stoked to be there for it and you know i've i take that with me to every show i play whether i'm at some place where maybe the promoter didn't do it right and there's only 100 people there well i'm gonna rock that like it's the biggest thing i've ever done or it's the opposite. I'm at a festival and there's, you know, 150,000, 300,000 people there. I'm going to play the same energy, whether it's in front of nobody or everybody. And that's my thing is like, I just am doing it. And if I, I stop concerning myself about followers, numbers, uh, money, um, notoriety, all that shit after a while became fake things to chase. And what really matters to me is connection. That's why having all these new people come on board after I did these sets for insomniac um, on my YouTubes, it, like that to me is the currency. And just to, just to be able to have a new wave of, you know, thousands of people checking me out and getting on board. It's it, that's my fuel. So that's kind of what I do it for. And that's why I do it. And I think the level of, of intensity and the level of, of detail that I put into the work that I do is really for those people. And, and I'm grateful for them, but, if you know 
there's a lot of people who are like, hey, man, I don't get it or whatever. It's like, well, cool, man. There's a million other people who can give you something else. But this is a very specific thing. And it's very nuanced. And I've found that the people who arrive, if they're real music people and they really dig it, they're there for life. And I've had people who have been following me for 30 years. And I'm, and I'm, I'm as giddy and as geeked out as and excited and as humbled by it as I was from day one as I am now. And I wake up every day and I'm stoked that I'm able to do it. And I'm grateful and I'm happy that I've been able to, to make, to bring some positive um, something to people's lives by introducing them to, to whether it's my own music or other people's music or my interpretation of other people's music. It's, it's about sharing music. Music is like, it's what would the world be without it? You know what I mean? It's so if, thing, right. I mean, music is this weird, weird thing. And I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, I do not proclaim to get it. And quite honestly, I don't want to get it. <laughs> I don't. Cause I don't want to, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh, I know the magic trick now. I don't want to know the magic trick of music. I don't. Well, the thing, the, the cool thing about it is that you will never know the magic trick of, of it because new music Perfect. keeps getting made. It keeps getting made and it keeps evolving. It keeps progressing. And you can always go back to things you love that give, get, give you a, a point of reference, but there's brand new memories and brand new feelings and brand new experiences happening every day with old and new music. But the fact that it's, there's still undiscoverable stuff out there it's amazing. I mean, look, yeah. I've got, I've got, you know, so many records, hundred thousand records in my collection. It's like, there's no way I could listen to them all. I know a lot of them, but like, I bought a whole bunch of stuff over the years that I still have not even listened to. So the fact that there's still this, there, I could wake up in the, the morning and there's this, the, this un, uncharted territory. This, there's snow that no one's stepped in yet in my mind. Like I haven't gone there yet is exciting to me. There's some Dolly years. Parton hidden back in there. that's going to blow up the next song. Sure, man, or whoever. You know, but it's, whoever. it's crazy because in, in in and let me let me close it up and wrap it up with this, and I really do mean this. It's like I was intimidated coming into this because I know nothing about music, and I remember I was I was talking to my my boss. He's he's launching his daughter's a very talented singer, and uh, she's got a couple of DJs. They're they're remixing her songs. Like the beat is up on this, and he's like. He goes, he starts talking. He goes, Jay, I lost you. I'm like, bro, you lost me a long time ago. I go, but let me tell you this. And for whatever it's worth, John, for whatever it's worth, Taylor Jade is an amazing person for whatever it's worth. But I don't get what you're trying to do. However, I told you to your manager, Eli, I was like, I like to put it on wax. If you're not going to throw it on two, if there's not a DJ that's going to put some wax next to it, you're right, brother, I'm lost. It's not saying the song's not good. It's not saying the beat's not good. It's not saying it's not going to last. It's not saying there's not a, there's not a track it's going to grab onto for 2020 pool jams, whatever. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But what I am saying from my dumb knowledge of music is this if you cannot take a song and put it on wax and put it on wax two or three times to where there's there's backbeats and there's a slide in and there's an Eminem shout out and there's a there's a salt and pepper thing that go don't you if you can't bring it all in like Z trip does 
I apologize. I don't get it. Oh, I love. The here's the one thing I, love, I do get. I love. Here's I love the one the thing, dumb dumb. Real quick, real quick. Here's the one thing, dumb dumb does get. I love the fact that I've ruined it for you. That's awesome. no, no. <laughs> dumb dumb gets one thing. I get to listen to your songs and go, I know this song, and I get to pause it. And I go, I know this song, and I know this song, and I know why I like this song, and I know why this emotionally this song hits me. I I can walk through it and go perfect. I get it. The way you have decided to identify music, the way you've drawn in beats, the way you've done the thing you've done, sir, for whatever it's worth, from a kid from Montana who cannot clap his hands in Assembly of God Church where they're like, Jesus will accept it. I'm that rhythmically challenged. But what you've done, sir, and the way you've done it, I don't know a person in my group that does not know your music because I'll just be like, do you like this? I was in a, I, I had to do live shows for my podcast. I do live shows in Reddit. I'm driving back with the kids that wrote checks to make sure that I could come to Reddit. Like, these are the guys who are like, I wrote a check to make sure you would show up. And then they're riding back with me. And I'm playing your music. Your music. And I'm going, if you guys don't know these songs, you don't understand my podcast. Not that my podcast is relegated to music because there's no intro music. There's no outro music. It's my daughter talking about how she pooped. There's no intro outro music. But if you don't understand what Z Trip is doing with music, hands down, you will never understand the way I look at movies. That's that's heavy. That's heavy. And every one of them was just like, no, I got you. That's awesome. I, so, I, I say this, but that's the thing. This. I try. I, I try and keep it. I try and keep it as accessible to anybody who is curious. But brother, brother, that's you've really done, You've done more. You've inspired a podcast that has nothing to do with music. <laughs> that looks that's at awesome, the way man. you dissect music and goes, "If I don't dissect music, if I don't if I don't dissect movies the same way Z Trip dissects music, I failed." I appreciate because that's, once that's, again, that's, that's heavy. Outside of you, right? We haven't jumped back to Warriors. We could, we could have talked about the the fight scenes. There's 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 a multitude of things we could have run down the road with, right? There's there's a multitude of things, and you can you can take down your DJP group. You could take it anything else you've done lyrically, and you're like, oh, we can tie it back here, and we can run it back here. Or more importantly, you can look at the artist. You can look at the theme, you can look at the movement and go, you know what? It stands. It stands. You know why it stands? Because it stands. There's no accoutrements. There's no nothing else than just understanding rhythm, understanding people, understanding where they want to be and understanding where they should go. Your artistic 
ability to manipulate people based on bees, and I mean this in the most kindest way, is cult-like. And the fact that you have not started a cult and instead you've decided to just give people great music to listen to is a testament to you as your restraint for what you could do <laughs> well, versus I against that. society. Well, I, I, to be fair, <laughs> through, to be fair, through the, through the pandemic, we did create a thing called the Z-Force. How dare you, sir? Yeah, no, but, but reason being is because it was just pretty much like, hey, if you're here, throw your Zs in the chat. And so everyone's yes! throwing Zs. So it was, it was pretty much like a, the Z-Force. And then, you know, Yulia is the one who helps me uh, with, the, with the visual. She's over there doing all the visual stuff and make sure the cameras are good, the backgrounds are good. So then there became the Y-Force. And then also to be fair, we got a dog in February, a pit bull called Banksy, and now we have the Bee Force. So this all sort of wow. happened without me, without me really pushing. It just sort of evolved. So I think the cult well, is the cult is taking on their own. They're, they're, they're I love happening. it. I'm just I'm just here. I'm just here to play some music. I, I, I love it. I, I, two two accoutrements, and then I, I know you've got to go. I've I've kept you longer than we were supposed to talk. So I so I apologize, but I thank you. Of course, um, my buddy. I have a dear friend who only rehabilitates the worst dogs in the world. So it's like the dog that no one can touch, the dog that no one can talk to, the dog that you walk down the hallway and that dog's freaked out. Like that's the dog. Yeah. His name is James. So James uh, was 40 pounds and he was a fight dog, but he was a pit bull, but he didn't want to fight. So So he was an attack dog. So all the other dogs that wanted to fight attacked James. But his ears got infected, so they just took scissors and they cut his ears off. Uh, nine years ago, I have a friend who's a reporter and some other things. He, he loves to rehabilitate dogs, and James is his dog. I have a key to his house. I kick open the door. Who's got booze and dog treats? This cat. Who's got champagne? For breakfast this cat who's got a bottle of whiskey this cat where the fuck is the dog jump in my lap i got dog treats now mind you this dog's only been in his house for a week and he ran up and he jumped in my lap and i hand fed him some bacon bacon treats he's a pen pal to my daughter The first uh, dog that was a, a pit bull that was also a certified therapy animal for the LA Children's Hospital. And I bring this all up for one thing. We don't know where our good and bad contributions go. We don't know where our music is going to influence or not influence someone. Like there's no way you thought with DJP, there's some dumb chumby kid in Montana that was going to be like, this is my life force. This is the thing where I now I'm going to college in Newport Beach and I'm playing this and someone goes, what's this? And I'm like, you're a moron. (laughs) Right? Like, we don't know the things we, we don't know the reciprocal 
effects of what we do. We don't know the pond. We don't. But we, that's the genius of it, right? That's the, the genius of it is that you you create to just put it out there in hopes that it, that there's somebody who receives it and it does wonderful things for them. Exactly. And I feel like I feel like if you do that with the intent of I just want this to be heard and appreciated and make it timeless, I think that's the that's the goal. When you try and contrive a hit, like I need a hit to sell my record, to sell the thing. I think people pick up on that. And if something is, is genuine and real, you know, it goes back to saying, you know, somebody going, I don't know what it is about what you're doing, but I, it, it's different. I think the intent is the thing that nobody can hear, but everybody can hear. And it's, that's really it is the intent of this is that, excuse me, it's from a, it's from a, a genuine place and it's from a, you know, I'm a fan of this. I'm not giving you something to, I'm not giving you something disingenuous or something um, that is from a false place in order to gain your uh, likes or your, your appreciation or, or to hopefully sell you something. I'm just putting it out there and I'm hoping that it hits the target. And the thing is, if you do that with the intent of just having it be out there for good and it does hit the target, that's when it ends up becoming the, 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 you know, the peanut butter meets the jelly. It's like, yeah. that's where it is. And, and that's ultimately, if it's, if it's met there, that's a home run. If it goes anywhere beyond that, that's just extra. And I've, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I've been able to do a lot of those things where I just put it, it hit the audience and then they took it upon themselves to share it and fan the flames. And that to me is, that is, um, you know, that's ultimately the goal is I, I want this to be a genuine thing. I want somebody to, to share this. Just like if I hear something, and I want to share it. Just like when I hear the tool record, I'm like, I want everybody to hear tool because this is genius. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the thing. If you're excited about it and your excitement comes through in your trying to push that music, not on an agenda of trying to sell things, but an agenda of just, I want you to feel this feeling I'm feeling. That's really ultimately the, the whole point, I think, of music. The currency is in the feels. The currency is in the connection and the, the dialogue that you can have with the song or with somebody else over the song or the, or the memory you can have with the song. And if it's a positive, that's something you will only take into your next, you know, into the future. And I love the fact that, you know, that's why you hear certain songs, they touch you in certain ways because you're exposed to them at the right time. And somebody, you know, may have turned it, turned you onto it. And now it's a part of who you are instantly. It's like, you know, it, your body just goes, yep. And so yeah. I feel like that's it. It's, it's the nuance that, that matters. And it's the, it's the attention to detail and it's and it's that kind of thing that if you pour all that into a song or into a mix or into a performance um only for the only reason of i just want you to hear this and connect because i feel it and it goes back to my my meter if it hits my meter and i think it's amazing then i think everyone else is going to dig it but i also have a I high love. bullshit meter i have a high bullshit meter and a lot of things don't make it to that level and if they do then they go into a separate crate for me God, I love the fact you, you built a meter, right? You've built this thing where it's like, you know what? I'm doing good stuff. I'm doing great stuff. I'm doing everything in between. Here's my meter. My last question for you, sir, if you don't mind, is, um, is very simple. From me and everyone else, you have this, you, you, you have this fan base. Where does the 
where does the music creation versus what's coming in versus the backlog of what you've seen for your life how do you balance that well it's 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 knowing when one thing is 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 too much it's like a cook a chef if they're putting in ingredients they're not doing it now by by cups they're doing it by taste yeah i need to sprinkle some of this and you taste it you go you know what I got to back that off. I got to counter that with this because I've gotten so good at, at knowing the right balance of things. I just now know it's just an, like, it's an internal thing where I know if I don't, if it's too much for me, then I don't put it out there. If it's not enough for me, I don't put it out there. And as it goes back to saying like, I may have certain songs or certain things that I want to present to people, but they, I haven't found the right uh, side dish to present it. So it, it stays on the shelf until it's time for the, you know, for the wizard to go in and pull the ingredient off the shelf. It's like, it stays there. I, I don't want, just because I have it doesn't mean I got to use it. Just because I, I want to use it doesn't mean I have to use it. It's everything in due time, everything at a, you know, with the idea of timeless and, and classic and proper versus uh, in a hurry, rush, um, burn it out. It's like, I'd, ra- I'd rather take my time um, through it all. And I, and I think, I feel like that's, you know, what's the line in, in the movie colors. Let's go back to another movie, the movie, the line where, uh, Duvall is talking to Sean Penn and he's like, uh, Sean Penn's like, you know, how about we go down there and we fuck one of them fucking sheep, right. As a wolf. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me tell you a story. How about the wolf says the other wolf, how about we walk down and fuck them all that, that line of like, instead of just running down there and bang, it's like, how about we take our time, walk down there and handle the whole thing. And that to me is sort of my approach to this. It's like, God damn. All in due time. Dude, the way you said that, and then I'm thinking about your music. I mean, it's like you said that a million times because that, folks, if you let the download any song and then listen to this last minute of what Z said and then listen to that music. And I, I guarantee there's not a parallel. Like parallel is is accoutrement to what you've done. I mean, I I, I want to close with this. One, I'm honored. I really am uh, as a fan. And I I remember I had a uh, I bought a uh, 2001. Escalade with a paramedic doors and a, a sound system. It was a used car. And I had the DJ, DJ, uh, DJ G, Z Trip and, uh, and DJ P album. Uneasy listening, yes. Uneasy listening. That's, I bumped it in the car. It's the only thing I played. Only thing I played in that, that Escalade. And there was a beauty to it, but there was no depth to it. The fact that you've given me this, these moments, you know, the time is the one thing we never get back, right? I mean, like when you can spin tracks, you can create new things, you can do stuff that will live forever. But the one, the time's the one thing we don't get back. The fact that one, 
you chose to give me this time is, 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 is mind-blowing to me. Two, when I think back about the early works of what you did, and then I think about Power 106, and I, and I, and I, 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 I mean, I have recordings of it. I have, I have cassette recordings. That's awesome. Power 106 of you, like cassette recordings. For that's folks awesome. who don't know what I'm talking about, you're too young and that's okay. It is from your last comments. I want people to absorb the last comments because it is a different attitude and it is a platitude of, Hey, this is what I deliver. I'm not here for everyone. I'm not here for everything. I'm not here for every moment. But here, now, living, breathing, here's what I'm going to give you. And sir, I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, your music, what you decided to manipulate, has fundamentally changed the emotions, the ideals, whatever it may be in my house, with my kid, with my wife, with my dog. And I say it not to put weight on you, but to hopefully bring weight up, up off you that goes, folks, everyone listening, it's not about Zetra. I'm a fan. We talked about it at the beginning. I'm an absolute 100% fan in Amazon, Google, iTunes. Pull his, pull, pull his music. But more importantly, understand your audience. My kid and I go and we listen to three songs. Listen, one Z-Trip song. We listen to one Ozzy Osbourne song. We listen to one of her kids' songs as we're pulling up. And then I get to pick the song that the teachers, when she gets out of the car and they're like doing her temperature and all the other things that they get to listen to. Folks, I cannot stress this enough. In a Netflix, HBO, GoMax, Amazon world, stop. Pull a Z-Trip album, pull it. Only because of this, you're gonna be reminded of who you are. You're still a kid. I'm two years away from 50. I'm two years away from 50 and I'll tell you this, without a shadow of a doubt, you're OG, Z-Trip, DJP, uneasy listening, I'll put on in the morning by myself because it means something. That's heavy, man. But it's heavy because everyone should have that song and it doesn't have to be you, but everyone needs to have that thing. Because you know what, if you're relying on TV to wake you up, you're broken. You are. 
music should wake you up. The challenge of music, the idea of song, the, the thing of just of dance, of grabbing your loved one and spinning her around and holding her in a birdcage and giving her a kiss on the neck. Good Morning America will not do that. But I will tell you this, uneasy listening will. That's awesome, man. Z Trip will. Every part of every piece of music you put out, I can 100% account for this. You can grab the person you love and squeeze them tight and give them a kiss on the neck and it will resonate. And that is the um, power I, of the I, that is the I power think, of why of why a thousand, two thousand, four thousand, ten thousand people in an arena move to when you touch records. It has nothing to do with outside of the fact that you understand us. And if we let you understand us, if we let you into our lives, if we let your music touch us, the reciprocating effect is grossly unmeasured. I, you know, I would, there's a couple things that if you haven't heard them, you know, I think you should definitely check out because they're recent, they're more recent. You should definitely check out both the sets that I did for Insomniac, which are on my YouTube, but more importantly, okay. the, ED, the EDC set, there's a, a track I end with called Illuminate and it's really, it's heavy, it's a tearjerker, um, but you know, it. It speaks to the time that we're in right now. Um, also, go to my Bandcamp, ztrip.bandcamp.com. There's yeah. all the all the mixes that I've been doing over the last year. Um, I not all of them, but most of them are up there. So a couple of some old classics, and they're all there for free. But you should check out the Chill Mix because the Chill Mix is also some really good morning stuff to check out. And then there's the Reggae Mix, which is great to listen to by the pool. There's a House Mix if you're trying to do some. You know, dance to some stuff that's a little, you know, houseier, and you want to get into like late night dance party. But all these newer things that I put out um, are all sort of there, and I I think you'll dig them because they're natural progressions of of the things you've heard. And if you haven't heard them, I really until the last year, I wasn't putting out a lot of mixes because they were just things I would do out at a show. You'd come see me at a show but because I didn't have the outlet. I was this has been my outlet for the last year, and it's all kind of documented. So the fact that, you know, there's a year's worth of, uh, you know, things scattered on either my mix cloud or my uh, SoundCloud or my Bandcamp or my YouTube, there certain things live in certain places for a reason, but take a time and dig deep and you'll find all this new stuff. And I think you'll dig it. And I'm very curious to hear what you think about it all once you come back with it from hearing it, because if, if uneasy listening and some of the things I've done in the past, Power 106 set and some of those things have hit you. Some of these things that are brand new that you might not have heard yet, I think they're just, they're newer incarnations of those feelings. And they're done in, in a way that is, it's very now, but also still very classic. So I'd, I'd really be curious, you know what I mean? Just hit me back no. or send me an email. I'm, I'm very curious to see what you think. I love that. And I, I, will, I will say this for whatever it's worth, man, you have uh, musically, as a kid who 
came from an AG church that couldn't hit the tambourine right and didn't care to hit the tambourine right. And I was just, I was a, I was a broken person. Man, the way you touch music, sir, it's, it's different. I appreciate and, that. Uh, and I, I, appreciate, I, day, appreciate, I appreciate you um, knowing that and, and I appreciate those words because that matters to me. Well, it's the way you touch music, man. It's it's vinyl. It's it's putting on wax, right? I mean, I tell you the I was like, I'm, like I'm, I'm talking to all these guys who are just you know ones and zeros, and and I was like, no, man, I put it on wax, and we both laughed, and I was just like, no, I was talking about Z, and she goes, no, I know, and Mikey Francis and uh, and and Mark Stout knew as soon as I said it, they're like, oh, you're talking about Z trip. I'm like, dude. I don't know anything else because I don't know anyone else that's touching with music that same way. That's, I just don't. That's, I appreciate that. I just that's, don't. And well, I, that's the goal. Like that's that's all. The goal is to to hit target that you're just blindly throwing out the things that you throw out and hoping that somebody's catching it. It's a hail mary every time. The fact that it connects is testament to well, I'll do it again. I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing it because if it's hitting a target, then I'm not crazy and I'm not alone and there's a receiving end of this. So that's really, that's all of this. Anytime I hear that it connected is more fuel for me to go back and do it again. So this is just, I appreciate it because it's just more ammo for me to go back and do more and continue to do more. And every, you know, there are times too where I stop and I get frustrated and like, you know, like any artist does, it's like, do I have anything more to say? Do I have anything more to present? And then, you know, you have a conversation you're like, man, I got so much more to present. And I just forgot that it's connecting. So hearing that it connects, whether it's you, whether it's somebody else hitting me up on Instagram or somebody saying, Hey, I heard the podcast or I heard your thing, or I saw you perform or I met my wife shows or, or, you know, whatever, any of those things. And that's the thing that's really interesting about it too, is it's, I've gotten to the point where it's become generational. Like you said, I've got, you know, kids come, listen to music and then now i'm you know i'm 16 i listen to you inspired so make sure that it's connecting and the fact that it i hear that for better or worse i i it, it fires me up to make sure that i continue to do it because there's not really a metric system to to receive that and it's even if you see that you're wrong at all these or whatever it's it's irrelevant to the fact that um that you know if somebody tells me and, and shares a story that to me is the is the the target that's the bullseye so this is a bullseye for me it's like wow i and i wouldn't have known all these years and all these things and and there's a lot of people who never get a chance to express it to me too genuinely moves to continue to do what i do just another sort of like tap on the shoulder of the universe going stay your you're doing God's work. Stay on the, stay where you're at. Like brother, it's working. And brother, so, let me tell you, I appreciate it, man. Brother, let For me real. you're doing the Lord's work. I got a kid who doesn't do bath time without Z trip. I got a <laughs> kid that's, who that's, doesn't that's, do bath time without Z trip. And then you have a 50 year old man 
who doesn't do bath time without Z-Trip, right? I mean, man, I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the magic. I don't care. I care about two things. One, I cannot believe you spent this much time with me and I'm honored, um, you know, Folks, the Warriors, by the way, I have a couple of dear friends that were in the Warriors movie. We're just now finding this out at the end. Yeah, this- no, come on, man. I'm focused on you. I don't, oh, shit. You know, come on, I got, I got friends in the Warriors movie. I'm that oh, old. What? I got friends. But more importantly, you know, like Andy Skull and Hope and what she's done with you and what you've, you've generously given to Hope, you know, Folks, I I wish I could, and you're like, man, you had, you had a couple hours with him, and you had an hour and a half. What what'd you miss? I'm like, I missed a ton of stuff. You know why? Because we can't we can't bring it all in. I, I can't bring in all the great music he does, and I can't bring in the fact that all the the amazing charity work that he does. And and I I, I but that said, let me say this. I don't know a lot of people that have your perception on life. But the people I know that have your perception on life are the ones that are happiest and they're the ones that are most successful. And you can monitor success as wherever you want to put the metrics on, you really can. But I'll tell you this, You, you, sir, and what you've given to music, I can't, I can't wrap my head. I mean, I can't keep a tune in an AG choir. That's a bunch of white people screaming in tongues, beating on tambourines. I can't keep a tune there. But I can go on tour to Redding, California, I can go on tour to SoCal. I can go on tour to Colorado. And I can play your music. And guess what? Everyone fucking gets it. That's awesome. You're a wizard. (laughs) Thanks, man. You are. It's, 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 I mean, I wish it was a magic. I was like, by the way, Z, I just slow this down and do this and do this. Audacity. No, no, no. I hit play. Breakfast Club, with I don't know who the gentleman was you're breakfast club with. We were talking about oh, Mervis, all the great yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, that track, that's a very interesting track. I love that's, that track. That's that's Murr's, uh on the verses and Supernatural on the chorus. And the, it was a very last minute song that we put on for my album, Shifting Gears. The song is called Breakfast Club and the concept is all the verses are uh, old OG cartoons. Yes. All, all the choruses are sugar cereals. So the concept is about sitting down as a kid and watching cartoons and eating all your favorite sugar cereals. So the whole rap called it Breakfast Club. And it's funny because it was just a, it was a very last minute song that we put on the record and it it's up. Dude, my daughter goes to school. I love that. With that. Z, my daughter goes to school with that. She's like, Ozzy Osbourne, 
whatever the weird thing with um, Miley Cyrus's dad with the the horses and you know the thing. Yeah. And then yeah. Breakfast Club. I'm My glad. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I hold up. I'm glad. I hold a piece in that puzzle. I'm glad that, that we- You got we the three pieces. <laughs> you got one piece, brother. You got one piece. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's like, and she's a seven-year-old. She's like, where's, I mean, I have a seven-year-old looking at me goes, where's Breakfast Club? That's what awesome. song? That's awesome. That's, well, that that means the world to me because it's like, okay, that's, that's that means it's, it's, it's jumped on another generation, so. I love that. It's it's continuing to move. Like that was, that that warms me up, man. It makes me feel like I I hit the target. Well, listen, brother. I know you're busy. I I cannot appreciate this more than the I appreciate this more than you would ever know. Two things. One, if you're ever in Austin, I would love to sit down live with you and do this. But more yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I don't know when this airs. But you know if. If people are next out there, week. next oh, week, perfect. So yeah, so August, all of August, I'm out on the road with Cypress Hill and Atmosphere. It's us three playing, and we're doing Texas, we're doing uh, New Mexico, Phoenix, California. Uh, where do they find it? Where can they do the? Where can they get the dibs? Go, just go to my website, djzstrip.com, and there's um, a link to my bands in town, which has all the dates. You can buy tickets. Um, all the details there and you know go to my instagram i posted about it it's there as well but it's all everything's on sale the tickets went on sale uh i think a week and a half ago um and it's the first tour that i'm doing um after the pandemic and coincidentally it's also the first hip-hop tour that i know of that's happening um as well so we're out for 18 days all of august but we're playing four dates in Texas. we're playing california bend oregon uh we're playing up in seattle i think uh yeah, we're just, it's, it's, I'm super stoked to do it, man. So come out, come out and say what's up. Come out and meet me. I'm doing, uh, as well, I'm doing VIP packages for people if they want to come and meet and photos and, chat, you know, catch up or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm making myself available to, to meet people because I've, there's been all these people who have jumped on last year that I would, it's a genuinely, I care about doing and that's a, and give hugs and you know what i mean so come through i love it well z man i can't thank you enough uh, i really can't um i hope that this uh drives some traction i hope you'll come on again one day i hope one day we get a we we met for a quick handshake thanks to andy skull and hope and that was about eight years ago here in austin texas maybe 10 years ago um but i've been a fan for a long time I, I, I cannot thank you enough for the time. I always close out with this. You go buy bananas or they're going to rot. You can go buy an avocado, those pretentious cunts. And guess what? Every time you're going to cut them over there, no, I'm sorry, I'm bad. And you guess what? We get to go to the store and buy new fucking avocados because we're gentlemen. But the time is the one thing that we don't get back. And the fact that you not knowing me from Adam, you spent this time with me, you'll never know how much that means to me. You really won't. I appreciate that. Well, conversations like this matter to me. So 
I'm here for it every time. I'm and I'm down to come back and do it again. I would love to have a conversation with you after you've heard some of my newer stuff because I think um, I think you'll dig it, and I'm really curious to get your take on it. I would love that. I would love that, and I would tell everyone who's listening, man, check out Z Trip once again. Where do they find you on the socials? Where do they find you on the web? Anywhere uh, D- they can find you. Where, where, yeah. where do they go get you? DJZTrip.com, and that's basically got all my uh everything my links to everything all my socials um but you know go to Bandcamp. that's where all my Bandcamp and youtube my Bandcamp and youtube are where i put up most of my most recent stuff all my stuff on Bandcamp um is there and it's there for free to download so you can download all the tunes you can buy a hoodie or hat if you want to support but it's ztrip ztrip.bandcamp.com the other is djztrip.com i'm on uh instagram at ztrip Twitter at Z Trip, um, SoundCloud, MixCloud. I'm, there's a million things all over the you know place. But YouTube, go check out my my YouTube channel as well. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me. Bye, bro. Thank you. And uh, by the way, I'm going to be buying a Z Trip hoodie because I love me some Z Trip. And now is the time where everyone else gets to enjoy. Where my daughter sings it the first time she can ship by herself. But Z, more importantly, man, thank you for ever in Austin. I know you're going to be in Austin again. I know you're going to come back through soon. Please, man, keep doing the amazing music. I appreciate you so much. I cannot thank you enough for uh, spending the time with me to do this. This was uh, a little, uh, you know, a little, a little play to me, to my heart of of the. I can't. I mean, I can't keep rhythm with a with a with a tambourine or a triangle i'm a horrible musician but damn it brother you know how to do stuff and i don't know why or how or or what you do that just strikes a chord in my heart but every song you do and it goes far past the gjp stuff i mean it really does like i own songs of yours for a reason and it's because of the way that your music moves me. And I really appreciate it. And by the way, it's, it's part of the mix of my kid going to school for whatever it's worth. So that said, folks, for whatever it's worth, you've got his tracks, you've got his in, go to Bandcamp, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, follow this man, one, two, engage with him. And then three, by all means, for whatever it's worth, don't run up to the DJ and go, what was that song? Instead, run up to the DJ and and go, where can I pull these tracks? Stop saying, where's the song and start pulling, where's the website? How can I engage with you? What can I, stop asking for the, Shazam is for the song. If you're going to run up and grab the DJ, grab that DJ for a reason. That DJ is for a reason of, holy shit, this could be my dinner music for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Easter, for a weekend, for Memorial Day, whatever it may be. Oh, I do. There's 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 a, on my band camp, there's a Halloween mix I did. God bless. Hey, hold on, hold on. I forgot about this for Rock the Bells Radio, which I, I, you know, that's a, a thing I work with LL Cool J very closely on on Sirius XM Channel Forty Three. Uh, we do Rock the Bells Radio, but I did a Halloween mix that you really have to 
listen to because it's filled with it's just look there's like i said no. i put out a lot of stuff over the last Brother, year and i think you gotta you gotta download it all go, go you get it all. cram so much into a song it's amazing wait till you brought it up so one that. last question one wait last question you, Halloween mix. It's, it's gonna blow your head one last question if you don't mind ll cool j how'd you all get hooked up because you've done some amazing amazing work in from what i've seen personally in austin backstage how did you get hooked up with ll cool j we uh we linked up um there was somebody who was trying to do a tv show where he was going to be the host and i was going to be the dj um and it ended up falling through but we met um as we were taking meetings for that and my manager at the time proposed that he come out and do a guest spot on my South by Southwest show, um, I, whatever, 10 years ago. And he agreed to do it. So we came out and we did. His first did, live show, I believe, right? In a decade? Uh, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I have to go back and look. But I, I know he, he, I mean, he'd been doing mostly shooting um, the TV shows and, and doing movies and stuff. So, um, but this was definitely a first sort of like hop on a track with a DJ situation, probably, you know, in a long time, but we did it and it was incredible. And our, you know, my attention to detail and his attention to detail um, really shines when we perform. And it's very classic hip hop in the sense that I then go into just DJ mode and he goes into MC mode and it's very much like I'm playing my part, you know, exactly how it needs to be. Like I grew up seeing Jam Master J do with Run DMC or whatever. And he's, who better frontman than LL to, to be, to, I don't have to worry about the front end. I can just worry about the DJ side. And so, you know, it, it allowed us to really flex and, and really go in. And I'm, you know, at me being a technician and on the turntables, I was able to do these things where I was really able to flex a little bit harder and give him um, more different landscapes for, to, to rhyme around. And, and, and it's just fun. It became very much like a show you would want to see. And we, did that once and then we did it again we, a couple of spots and before we knew it we started doing um a few shows here and there and that turned into you know austin city limits it turned into Lollapalooza. it turned into you know all these different festivals and um you know Dude, doing you the guys Kennedy. vibe out oh no it's, it's 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 incredible because it's we incredible the chemistry we have is you know there's very few jedi you know what i mean circulating in this in this yeah. field and he's one of them and so you know, when uh, when Jedi's get together, Jedi business happens. And that's when he and I are together, <laughs> very much like, you know, Jedi's are in the room and, and it's 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 the force, man. You can't you can't fuck with it. It's real. And it's and it's awesome because we've parlayed that into rockthebells.com, uh, yeah. uh, Rock the Bells Radio on Sirius XM and and all the things we've been doing together. It's um it's great, man. It's a it's a pleasure and an honor to work with him. I mean, I grew up listening to him. He's he's the goat, um, you know. And and he just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so you know, super stoked about that. We did the Kennedy Center Honors together, um, where I put a whole set together for the Kennedy Center Honors to honor him. That it was a surprise to him. I brought up Buster Rhymes and Scott and MC Light and DMC. That's also on YouTube. You should check that out. That's like something you should check out. There's. I'll put in the notes. I'll Google yeah. it. I'll put in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Check out that, the thing, you know, put that together, um, honoring him and, you know, the, just a million things we've done together. He's, he's incredible. And he's a, a great dude to work with. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I think 10, 10, 11 years. I don't know. It's been a while, but we've been working together and he's, it, it's great. It's, it's another person who at the end of the day, 
me, you know, Z Trip being aside and, and, and LL being aside, it's really Zach and Todd, the hip hop fans coming together and like being so passionate about this music and trying to present it in a way that is, um, that we care. You know, that's why on Rock the Bells Radio, you know, the nuance that goes into that is the same nuance that I apply to my stuff that he applies to his stuff. So when we come together and we do these things, it's very much um, coming from a very genuine place of like really representing the culture and, and trying to present that in a way um, that matters and, and, and is digested as such. So I could go on and on about, you know, my, no, I mean, that's, that's a whole, that's another hour, you know what I mean? But it's, it, but he's, he's great. And it's, uh, you know, I'm honored to work with him and, and, all the things we've accomplished is, you know, has been it's been great. The fact that you have uh, decided to give back uh, to the music community, the fact that you uh, honor and uh, embrace um, uh, the uh, the history of, of of music, and then what you've done with LL and and what you've done with everyone else um, speaks volumes to not only being a student of music, but just being a lover of learning, right? I mean, one of the fun things I love about this podcast is I bring people on because they're lovers of learning. Mm -hmm. There's no way you have not achieved what you've achieved without being a lover of learning. And I, I tell this to my kid. I'm like, hey, man, there's going to be some curse words. There's going to be dad being a little drunk. But I'll tell you this, I'm a lover of learning, and I've done only this podcast for you the only reason this podcast exists is for you from successful women to successful men i hope when you're 15 16 17 18 19 20 and on you listen to this that's awesome only so that you can learn so that yeah. you see the people that i respected the people that i thought had learned the most then they come on this podcast and they go, I'm learning more and I learned and I did this. Those things, those moments are selfishly for me, the things that I hope spur my daughter on or, 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 or don't or whatever it happens. But Z, I mean, I, I can't thank you enough, man. This is uh, this is a joy. And I have a, a, a litany of college friends that this is going to go to with a ha 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 suck it bag of dicks. And um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're successful at enterprise rental car. <laughs> I have a podcast and this is who I talk to. That's I have right. a car one day. Like, I mean, just, you know, and, and I mean that in the fun way of just like, of course, of course, doling and, and, and rib tickling with my friends, but your music has, uh, as inspired a lot. Well, I, I hope, I hope, um, and I appreciate the opportunity to, that you are giving me with doing this to share with your people. And that is, um, that to me is the organic way that I like to operate. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, thousands of people flock to it and, and digest it and love it and share it with yeah. other people. Cause that's really the each one teach one mentality is really kind of how I operate. So it's like, if it's, if it's meant to be, it is. And if it isn't, that's cool too. But it's there for people to digest and, and hopefully people dig it. And um, thank you for, you know, taking the time. I'm, I should be thanking you to be honest. So no, man, thank you. This is, this is an honor to me. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, next time you're in Austin, I really do mean this. Please have Yuli reach out. 
Well, let's do it. Eight, eight, it's it's in New Braunfels, 808. It's a perfect 808, game. man. 808. I'll tell you what. I'd love to take you to dinner. Uh, I have a couple iron chefs that are my friends. Come through, man. Come through. It's me, Cypress Hill Atmosphere, 808. Oh, dude. Can I bring you some food? Of course. I'll tell you what. If I can bring you food, I'm in. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come I got on, iron man. chef winners that want to bring you food. Dog, food from Austin? Like, what am I going to say? No? What are you, high? Yes! Well, we'll talk, talk then. We'll talk. Ada White, I got Iron Chef winners. And, 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 that gives you just enough time to listen to this new stuff, and I want to have a conversation with you. Yes. When I see you again, tell me what you loved, what you didn't, what hit, what didn't hit. Like, there's a I'll lot of stuff that. to digest. Like, take your time downloading all the tunes, going to Bandcamp, going to the Mixed Clouds, going to SoundClouds, going to everywhere, because there's YouTube. Watch, listen absorb there's a lot of stuff and by the way all my all my youtube clips are all there from all my thursdays that i did so you can actually see them if you want to watch the, the performance folks so. youtube z trip follow it get after it i'm gonna do it because i know i have homework before this <laughs> man comes into my town so i can bring a plus food to Let's this man i love it i'm, I'm in brother thank yeah. you so much z i thank i cannot you. thank you enough man this is heartwarming at uh at the at the the least and uh, i don't know what you i don't even ever know what this means to me but i appreciate it um folks once again i cannot say it enough follow him get after it go on the youtube chase him follow it like it view it do it get all his new stuff i'm gonna get into all of his new stuff and then i'm gonna bring some food i'm gonna talk some shit i'm gonna have some fun I appreciate it, man. I'm super stoked. I'm so excited. I know that (laughs) for your favorite movie, The Warriors, we didn't touch it very much. That's because I'm a recluse, horrible interviewer that just is focused more on you and uh, and music than than the movie. It's my cheap trick to get you to uh, to chat with me, and I appreciate it. But let's stay in touch, please. Um, 100%. We're... uh, I'll be at the new Braunfels and then um, we'll get everything else dialed in, brother. But I appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Z, it's a pleasure. And now here's the time party people when you have waited for it the most. When my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit by herself and she pretend gives me a high five, you'll hear all about it. I'm sure Z could make it into a beautiful mix of something else, but he's got more important things to do, which is making your music sound better. With that, I say, Z, I cannot thank you enough, sir. Thank you so much for your time. My daughter, yes, you'll sue me later in life when you're successful, uh, me singing about uh, or playing your songs that's your permission of pooping. Z, once again, where can they find you? Get them real quick. Yeah, djztrip.com, ztrip.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, go to go to my website and hit the YouTube links and all the other links. Mixcloud, Soundcloud, all my mixes are there. And uh, hopefully you, something connects with it. Enjoy it. Holla. Z, thank you so much, man. I, I cannot thank you enough. This has been an absolute joy to me. And I look forward to seeing you in your new brothels. Thank you Thanks, so much. Brother. And we'll talk soon, brother. For sure. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, man.